Welcome to the cockpit. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilot. I have Green Bean, the Jets fan. Uh, Matt O'Leary, unfortunately, hits the COVID list. He is knocked mm. out for today's stream. We wish him the best of health. Um, yes. So, hope you're feeling good, Matt. Uh, or feeling better. Better. <laughs> than you were right. earlier when we talked to you. <laughs> Green Bean, how you doing? How, you, how was your uh, Christmas? You know, man, um, you know, I chose to leave on this RV trip literally one day. We sold our house and moved out the next day. They shut the country down. So I have literally been in an RV the entire COVID thing. And let me tell you, man, we have been all over the country, you know, all the way down, you know, up to Oregon, to Maine, to Florida, all the corners. And thankfully, we have not contracted the virus. I will let everyone know I am vaccinated uh, for reasons that are my own. And I don't care about anybody's particular thoughts. Um, but I feel very fortunate that we have not been, you know, we haven't, uh, it hasn't hit our little family. That said, we came all the way down to Florida to spend Christmas with some very, very dear friends of ours. And we're not able to do that because they all have COVID. And my whole family Christmas party up in New Jersey had ended up being a super spreader party. I think, you know, three out of every five people up there and that went to the party contracted it as well. So uh, I got to say, I feel very fortunate. At the same time, we haven't done much, Ryan, because we've been sitting in an RV hiding from everyone. So. Yeah, dude, I completely, completely understand. We actually had a little bit of a an episode here just before we went to a party a week ago and one of the guys that was there tested negative on Friday, winds up testing positive on Wednesday. Like though, like three days before <laughs> we're supposed to go down and see Becca's like 80 something year old grandma. I'm just like, ah, oh, great. Now I got to try and find a test. And now there's like every test is sold out <laughs> everywhere you go. The only thing, oh, the totally. only thing urgent cares are doing are like PCR tests. I was like, great. I'm not going to get anything back for that. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, geez. This is not, not the way I wanted to do Christmas, but it worked out. We wound up uh, getting our PCR results back early on Christmas. Nice. Um, so we Unbelievable. were all Yeah, everyone was fine. That's amazing um, that you got them back on Christmas. I mean, you would almost think like this is, you know, never. It's going to be three, four days after Christmas. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, what that's exactly feeling? where I was headed. I was like, there's no way. We mailed it out like two days before and it, we got the results. They said they got our tests on, you know, 11 o'clock Christmas Eve. And then it was like, or that they got our test kits on that day, like on that, like 11 o'clock Christmas Eve, and then gave us the results like 11 o'clock a day later. Right. Um, Benjamin Wynn. Ah, I didn't screw up your name that time. See, <laughs> Benjamin, thank you for the super chat. He says, speedy recovery for Matt. I yes. said to you on Twitter that I highly advise you to steer your daughter towards a Rams fan base solely on the fact that it will be cruel and unusual punishment if she becomes a Jet fan. For those of you guys that don't know, that haven't been hanging out with the channel uh, over the course of the last week or so, I am expecting a baby daughter come June uh, 2022. Becca is pregnant. Amazing. We found out October 1st, and we wound up telling our families the beginning of November uh, the extended family wound up finding out uh, on Thanksgiving, and we, we started really sharing it with everyone else, you know, a few weeks later. Uh, so we're really excited. And the conundrum that I've been dealing with is, okay, do I steer her towards the Jets, or do we wind up going a completely different direction? 
if I go the completely other direction, I'm going to black out certain names. I'm going to be like, Hey, you can't be a fan of these teams. Like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> go get a job, <laughs> go pay rent, go do whatever you got to do. <laughs> right. Sorry. You're not, you're not going to no dolphins, no Patriots, no bills, no giants, no, I don't know. Insert any other team you, you really dislike. I would probably say no to Philly too in there. Yeah. Um, you know what though, Ryan, um, I can tell you with a touch of experience, I agree with what Benjamin is saying so much that I actively tried to make my son a Ravens fan. My wife is from Baltimore, man. You know, mm -hmm. she lived in Baltimore most of her life and that's where she's from. And she's a Ravens fan. And I, I had all the ammo in the world to try to get my kids over there. Neither one, both of them are Jets fans. I just, it, dude, with a dad like you, it's, I'm sorry. It's impossible. I'm sorry. It's, I'm telling you, man, it's impossible. <laughs> I want, like, see, I'm, I'm excited for that though. Cause it's one of those things that like, I remember growing up and one of the most passionate parts of my childhood was my dad and I going to jet games and mm. he never tried to steer me in any other fan direction. It was always like, Hey, you know, here's your jet Jersey. Here's this. We're going to the game. But like, I'm talking from like a young age, like I was probably four years old or so when I start remember going to games. And I remember sitting through the one in 15 season, just in the cold, <laughs> And like I'm sitting on my hands, second to last section all the way, second to last row in, in MetLife Stadium, or not MetLife, in uh, Giant Stadium. Uh, and those are some of my most fond moments. So it's the reason why I'm so passionate totally. as a Jet fan. Uh, and I hope I can at least share some of that um, yeah. sort it's of special, dude. With, with with my daughter. Totally. It's a special thing being able to go to the games with your kids, honestly. Mm -hmm. it, it, it really is. And look, like, dude... I'm telling you that with a father like you, no matter what happens, she's going to sense that from a very early age and she's going to want in on what you feel so passionate about. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm terribly sorry to be the breaker of that terrible Dude, news. She, she's going to wind up starting her own jet channel and it'll wind, wind up getting yeah. a million more subscribers. She be, <laughs> totally. you know, if, she, if she looks anything like Becca, she's got nothing to worry about. She'll, she'll be right. Yeah. She'll look, she, you don't want to look like me. Um, Mutt drops in with good looking. our uh, our first comment that I, I did want to get to. I had a little topic thing on there. Uh, Mutt Vile says, sup, guys. First, rest in peace, John Madden. Mm. Rest easy, brother in paradise. John Madden passed away today. We learned about 45 minutes ago uh, or so. Uh, unex unex unexpectedly passed away. His uh, documentary on him, I believe, came out on Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, second, Mutt Vile says he loved the win. He went to the game and it was a lot of fun. Free agents we can sign. Devontae Adams for wide receiver one or trade for OJ Howard and draft an edge rusher or corner. We don't have to trade for OJ Howard because he is going to be a free agent. So so you could, uh, in theory, just sign him. Um, but drafting right. an edge rusher or corner. Okay, interesting. So Greenbean, let's let's jump off there. Let's talk about Mutt Vile's comment first. I want to get your thoughts on John Madden. What did John Madden you know, kind of mean to you growing yeah. up and watching the game? Well, let me tell you, man, I mean, a, a lot of people, you know, the younger folks of today don't realize how large of, well, number one, they don't realize he was a real person. He's not just this last name on the front of a video game, Madden. Like he was a real person. He was an absolute legend, but he was incredibly impactful to the NFL. I mean, not only from being the coach of the of the uh, Oakland Raiders during the mean years, man, the Lyle Alzados and, and uh, you know, Matuzaks and all those guys, 
But like just him being a uh, a commentator, he was the guy that really brought the Thanksgiving thing to life with the turduckens, you know, the the uh, the turkeys with six legs, you know what I mean, and all that. And like Jeremy said in the comments, uh, John Madden is famous for not flying. He used to drive all around the country in a, in an RV. It was really a like a tour bus. Um, but yeah, man, and he was so. Um, so incredibly important to the growth of the game. And he was a larger than life personality. And I loved him. I still remember during the giants, 1986 super bowl run with Lawrence Taylor and bill Parcells, John Madden. He was the guy who started the, like the graphics on the screen, like circle and players. And here's going to go over here and all that stuff. And he did a breakdown of the bucket, what the bucket did, you know, remember they, they did the ice bucket over Parcells. The Giants started that with Bill Parcells. That's where it started. And he oh, did a whole, he did a whole play breakdown of what the bucket did all game and how the players, you can see they're thinking about the bucket and then they grabbed it and they walked this way. He did this whole breakdown of the, what the bucket did on the way to being dumped on Bill Parcells. And I, dude, I never forgot that. Like it just stuck out. Like he was such an he, uh, truly, man, he was an incredible person. He's not a guy that now he's dead. We're talking nice about him. I think he was an incredible person. Uh, I liked so much of his work, and I'm sad. You you just told me, what, 15 mm -hmm. minutes ago? I didn't know. Yeah. So it's crushing news, and uh, and I just couldn't be sadder for his family, but I couldn't be happier that uh, we got to experience so much of what he did because he was great. Yeah, 100%. I had a slightly different experience with the whole John Madden thing because I'm a little little bit younger. For those of you guys that don't know, I'm 32 years old, so I grew up playing the, the Madden games. I grew up yeah, yeah. with Madden as an announcer and you know all that good stuff. Never got to see him coach or anything like that, but just the energy and the like the 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 voice is is so comical. And one of my buddies actually sent me a a skit and i think it was mad tv that did it <laughs> i want to say it was frank caliendo doing the yeah, totally uh-huh was it the popcorn the i think it was a popcorn machine and he's like all cut up he's like oh it's the best popcorn ever like just some <laughs> of the, the content that was made because of john madden whether it be the video games or the calls or the drawings on the screen like this guy impacted the game in such a positive way um and it's really really unfortunate that we lose such a great figure but i i do think that you know, he he literally gave everything he could have had. I don't think he left any stone unturned. And hopefully uh, his family, we wish him, wish, you know, everyone that knew John the, the best. And if you want to share your thoughts in of Madden in the uh, comment section, if we see anything that kind of catches our eye, we'll, we'll throw it up on the screen there. Yeah. Can um, I say, can I just tell you his coaching results? Sure. So he coached the Oakland Raiders from 1969 to 1978. 69, he was first in the AFL. This this is the finish. Mm -hmm. 1970, first in the AFC West. 71, second in the AFC West. 72, first. 73, first. 74, first. 75, first. 76, first. 77, second. 78, second. That's his coaching career, including Super Bowls and all that kind of stuff. The guy was an absolute legend, man. Truly. Dude, it's it's shocking how good he was and just yeah. how impactful he was overall. Um, yeah. We'll jump to Muttfile's second part of his his comment. Oh, right on. He says, <laughs> "Sorry, no, no, it's it's good. I want to <laughs> talk on all this." Um, so Muttfile's went to the game. So good for you. Um, yeah. I wonder if prices for tickets were around the same price as a beer normally around this time of year. That's uh, 
what we wind up seeing. <laughs> uh, free agent, uh, free agents we can sign: Adams, OJ Howard, draft edge and corner or or corner. So, what are your thoughts, uh, Green Bean, on on free agency? Who you'd like to bring in? I do like where Mutt Viles is going. I do really want a wide receiver, and I do really want a tight end in free agency. I don't think Devonte Adams is a realistic uh, yeah. option for us. I do think that. Um, he will command a better team. I think he he may wind up trying to follow Rodgers wherever he goes, depending on the, the cap situation and what's going on. Yeah. Uh, if he doesn't, I think he goes towards more of a contender. And if he doesn't, he's going to get paid a ton of money, which I don't think Joe Douglas is going to do. So I, I don't think Devontae Adams, as much as I love the player, I do not think he's a realistic option for the New York Jets. OJ Howard, I do think is a very, very realistic option for the New York Jets at tight end. Um, someone with a very high upside who has severely underperformed in his time, but also being stuck behind Gronk and Cameron Brait plays a little bit of a factor as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say tight end wise, I would like to see the Jets go. Uh, I mean, obviously, if Mike Kaziki hits free agency, I don't think he will. I think he's going to get tagged. I would love to go after David Njoku uh, from the Browns. He's someone that I think uh, would benefit from from getting some more reps, uh, more targets his direction. And I do think this offense is going to try and run through the uh, the tight end position in the future. And then I'm on board with Edge in the draft. So, Greenbean, what are your thoughts on yeah. Devontae Adams, wide receiver, O.J. Howard, tight end, and free agency? Well, first off, I would love Devontae Adams. I think he's, you know, I'm not always a big fan of going after the big name wide receiver guy. I'm just not. I, was, I did not want Galladay or Juju last year. I uh, didn't want either one of them. Uh, had no interest, um, you know, and then you see uh, the Giants. I forget what they paid him, but it it just rarely works out when when you do that. Um, now, I don't think that Devontae Adams is going to want to come here. I mean, from his perspective, we look like a complete shit show. Um, and why would he want to hitch his cart to a guy who, you know, it, we we see progress and all that. But the truth is he threw for 100 yards. Uh, this week, you know, so Devontae Adams is going to know, like, if I go there, my career is going to definitely take a hit. Um, I just don't see it. I, I, I don't think it's likely, even if he wanted to, I highly doubt that Joe Douglas is going to be willing to pull out what I'm hearing is $22 million a year uh, for Devontae Adams. I don't, I don't see that either. So I think it's unlikely. That said, I'd be really happy if we did. I just don't see it. Now, bringing in a wide receiver, I think we should. I think we should be bringing in uh, a wide receiver type kind of, you know, every year, whether it's whether it's draft or wide or sorry or free agency. I think we should, um, but I don't know who that is going to be yet. I haven't really dug into free agency all that much. I just did like overall scans and stuff. Now, OJ Howard would be a fantastic get in my opinion for the reason that that you said. I think he's got a, a whole bunch of untapped talent. Um, but that said, he still has produced on the field as well. He's in the NFL. You know he can play in the NFL. And I think having one of those guys around would be really good. I'd like to see Ryan Griffin and Croft and Daniel Brown. I'd like to see that kind of go the other way. If you want to keep one of those guys around as like the number three or something like that, fine. But I'd like to move on from that group and just kind of get some legitimate tight ends that are are really good with blocking and can pass catch or really good at one or the other. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd like to see that. Uh, and Joku has been disappointing. I know you really like him. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Njoku. I think he has 
really, he has an uncanny ability to, to mess up at the wrong time. I've seen a lot with him and I just, I don't know if he's got like that, that kind of high pressure, uh, wherewithal, you know, I don't, I just, I don't know, but I wouldn't be unhappy with that signing, but I think I'd like to see a tight end brought in in free agency. And I'd like to see a tight end brought in on the, in the earlier portion of the draft, second or third round. I really would like that. Or if somebody really great slips to the fourth and you do it there, that's fine. But I'd like to see something like that happen. Um, now I wouldn't trade for OJ Howard or anybody like that. You know what I mean? I don't, and I know like what you said, he's a free agent anyway, but I, I don't want to see us use our picks for, for vets, unless it's like, like one of those D hop type of things. Like, wait a minute, I can get Deandre Hopkins for a second. And this old man running back I have like, absolutely. Um, so, but I'm not the biggest fan of trading picks for players. Uh, you know, it, it can work and all that, but I like what we're doing right now. I know a lot of Jets fans are frustrated with how long this takes, but I've been waiting for this for a long time, man. Just kind of settling it down, tearing it down and building through the draft and just develop guys and build. So I don't want to see draft picks used for guys all that often, unless it's a slam dunk kind of a thing. Um, but first round, I'm all about the edge, and I would love Kyle Hamilton. He's one of the – but if we can't get Hamilton and we do get an edge rusher, I'm really looking for maybe one of the – you know, take the best linebacker in the draft right there. Just do it. You know what I mean? Get your edge rusher. Get Devin Lloyd or N'Kobe Dean or Brandon Smith, whatever one you like the best, and bring in a damn fierce, snarling, spitting linebacker. That's, what, that's the way I would like to see it go. I like it. Um, <laughs> boys, for every 25 and girls, for every 25 likes we get on this video, we're going to pick a qualifier for a t-shirt giveaway. We're going to be giving away one of these support your, uh, independent jets, content creator shirts that O'Leary got all the proceeds are going to go towards, uh, St. Jude's children's hospital. Uh, so it goes towards a, a nice charity as well. Yesterday we had knob craft, rusty spooner, ace solo and Gohan angered qualified, uh, we just had Ant Jets 82 qualify, and Nightbot's going to give us another winner as well. I'm going to uh, win. I know it. Green Bean always winds up. <laughs> I've been, up I've been on a streak. <laughs> uh, GVH, GVH, uh, you were qualified as well. So make sure you guys hit that like. Whoop, well, I guess I got to do another qualifier because we're over 75 likes now. Um, oh, <laughs> it's there catching you go. me off guard. I like so make that. sure you hit that like button. Uh, if you don't follow, Jets Talk 24-7 on Facebook. Maybe you should, because every time you like it on Facebook, there's a little jet up here flies around and uh, starts uh, sending out like little like things. So it's kind of cool. Um, so make sure you, you hit that. Uh, did I click winner? Did it do it? Did Jets Ant Jets again? Let's see. Let's try. Come on, Green Bean. Where are we going with this? Whoa, right. Mutt Vials. Okay. I like the purple jet. Purple Jet looks good. Uh, SDA Jets. SDA Jets. You have been qualified for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of the stream. Uh, so we will make sure we get over to that as well. Um, let me see. Sorry, just scrolling through here. Kyle Ormsby drops in with a super chat. He says, first time I've ever heard of John Madden is when I was young watching the Little Giants, and he comes out of his tour bus, hashtag legend. He was in a bunch of movies. I saw someone mention, was, yeah, was yeah. he in the replacements 
or was it the longest yard? I remember him being in one of those like football movies right around like 2000, 2006 or so. No, no, um, I, I really, I don't know. I know Joe Klecko was in Cannonball Run. That was good with Terry Bradshaw. That was great. I've never saw Cannonball Run. Oh, it's so good. I love that movie, man. I'm it's old, of course, but it's fun. That's a fun movie. Uh, I can't see the comment. I don't, or I don't know where it is. It doesn't highlight it on here. But uh, NY Jets Tales says Cameron Brait or Mike Gazicki top free agent targets thoughts. Um, yeah, look, I think tight end needs to be our, our highest priority in terms of free agent, uh, gets this off season. Uh, I didn't realize Cameron Brait. No, here's, here's a comment. I didn't realize Cameron Brait was a, was a free agent. Greenbean, what are you thinking? Uh, as far as our top free agent targets, is there a position you want to look towards or is it like mainly just, you know, see who wants to come here? You know what I'd like? I'd like to see uh, some uh, maybe our offensive line, you know, like that right guard spot. I'd really love, like, if we're going to go get a good free agent, I don't know who's available, like I said, and I'm kind of speaking in generalities mm-hmm. at, at this moment. I'm going to pull up spot track and try to acclimate myself with some stuff. <laughs> um, but uh, I would love to see, like, we have predominantly a young, you know, we're bringing in young offensive line guys. So bring in like a solid vet for right guard, like an LDT, if we just extend him or something like that, that's a position I'd like to see some, some vet leadership kind of pl- you know, plugged in there, having really young studs that are developing and kind of on the upward trajectory with some guys that you know are, are above average in the NFL. I think that would work really well. And, uh, and like, I, I don't know if is Mike is Gallup a free agent or is he, under contract. I think he's a free agent, is he? I'm you pretty know? sure he's a free agent. I've been I've been talking like he's a free agent all yeah. <laughs> the last few weeks. So like I, I'm gonna I pull it up. right, but like I'll, I'll pull let it up me, right now. I'm I'm like 95% sure he is in fact a free agent. Um let's see. That kind of Dante Adams money. You know what I mean? It's not gonna be in the same sphere. There's a, there's another tier. So he's 26 years old. He is going to be a free agent at the end of this year. Um, That I'd like to see. I would love to, to, to see something like that. So his, his valuation from over the cap, this is something green and I have looked at numerous times uh, over the course of the season, just to see where guys are kind of uh, graded. And I guess, you know, let me share my screen because it's pretty cool. Um, Over the cap has this really interesting, uh, feature. Let's see. Okay. So Michael Gallup, let's go. Bam. All right. Michael Gallup. So it's got this really cool feature. So if you find the player you're looking at, you're looking at Michael Gallup and you can see based on what he's paid, uh, his annual average per year and what over the cap values him at. Um, so it's kind of interesting. And these little dots right here, so he must have missed some time. I, I haven't followed him much this year, but he must have missed some time. Uh, they, I believe there's a two-week lag period between when Over the Cap is allowed to use um, statistics from Pro Football Focus, because I think that's how they wind up plotting certain points when they factor in salaries against oh, yeah? Pro Football Focus grades. And th- Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's not foolproof, but it's cool. So week one, they say he's about a $7.5 million valuation, and he goes as high as almost $17 million. So if I think... If you can get Michael Gallup for like a Corey Davis-esque 
um, contract somewhere in the 12 to $15 million a year range. I think that's probably uh, roughly where you want to, to target him. Um, and I'd be okay with that because I think he's a young enough player. I think he's got a high enough upside. I think that Cowboys would want to hold on to him if it wasn't for them having Amari Cooper and having uh, just drafted CeeDee Lamb last year. So that's the type of, of receiver I would want to go to, not someone that's like seriously overperformed like a Devontae. Like Devontae Adams to me screams like, uh-oh, in terms of free agent contract. Like unless you are trying to get that little bit over the top for a, for a Super Bowl, um, it seems like we would pay too much for Devontae Adams. He benefited yeah. too much from having one of the best quarterbacks in the totally, league. Totally, man. He's going to go not <laughs> having the best quarterback in the league, and I think it, that's where you wind up hurting yourself. Gallup, to me, feels very Corey Davis-esque. Like, like from a – same with Mike Williams, too. I would say all those guys that are in that, like, maybe you call him a top-end number two or something along those lines. Hmm. Um, those are all – those are guys that I would look for. Uh, Sorless76 says, sign Allen Robinson this offseason – as a wide receiver grab. Um, Allen Robinson's an interesting one because it depends on what he's looking to get paid because I'm not paying him top dollar, and I think that's probably what it would take to get him here. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's why a lot of fans are, are on this sort of bandwagon of taking a wide receiver early in the draft, and I'm I'm not quite there yet. Um, I wouldn't be against taking a, a wide receiver. There's a few that are definitely intriguing, but uh, – what do you think about Allen Robinson there, Greenbean? I think he's going to be more than he's worth for us. I mean, like the quarterback situation up there has been rough, and and I don't think he's been healthy the entire season. Um, but I'm I'm looking right now. Yeah, it says he, that he played ten games and he only has thirty two receptions uh, for three fifty three and a touchdown. So obviously the quarterback play has something to do with that. At the same time. Um, as much as I do like him, I have a good friend who's a, who's a diehard bears fan. And I talk to him, uh, oh, you know, often about Robinson and how he thinks of him and some other players up there. And I think that his contract is going to outdo his performance. I think we're going to pay too much for the performance. And, and I think like what Joe Douglas has shown us so far is that he's not trying to be the guy who gives a guy his last big contract. That's not that's not the route we're going. I mean, he's he's 28 years old, so he's not old by any stretch. Um, you know, he's still going to have a few more great, really good years there. But I again, I think he's going to be one of those really expensive guys like a Gal a Galladay, and he's not going to have the impact that you want him to have. Um, now, would I like him? Yes. Yeah, I I really like him as a receiver, um, but I don't know. I don't I don't see that as a fit either. I I think like a Chris Godwin, um, you know those types of guys, you know. And and I do like Gallup, man. I I really do. I would have been all on board Godwin, um, but he just was it his ACL or his Achilles? He, he tore something. I think it was the ACL. Oh, did he, man? I didn't even hear yeah, that. Yeah, last dude. week I think it was. That's a the week bummer, before. man. Yeah, it just happened. So I, the earliest he comes back is like end of September, most likely assuming a nine month, uh, recovery period. And then he hits like, all right, let's get back into football shape and everything. So I would, um, I would venture to guess he's going to sign late in the off season with the bucks. Brady's still going to be there. He knows the offense. He's just going to try and, and fluff up his trade 
or, or free agent value in a system that he knows where he's going to be featured a pretty decent amount. So I, I think, yeah. unfortunately, uh, he's not going to be an option. But Jets Forever has a really good comment here. So we've we've talked about the Jamison Williams uh, possible selection, yeah. the the receiver from Alabama. But I just started looking into Trey McBride and and Greenbean. Mm-hmm. You are a tight end guy. Love him. I like Trey McBride. I'm not sure where he's supposed to go in the draft yet. But if you told me one of our second round picks had to go to him, I'd sign off on it. The, the guy yeah. looks like he's good. Dude, he's legit at every level of the you know the the role you want him to play as a tight end. He can play, dude. He can play wide. He can play in the slot. He can play in line. He can play H. He's a he's a he's a good blocker. Great hands. Good yak. All that stuff. Um, now he's not Kyle Pitts level, but in my opinion, it's looking like he's gonna show up as the number one tight end taken off the board. Um, we still have to see the combine. We still have to see some stuff. People put a whole bunch of value on the combine on the combine drills and rightfully so to a degree, but I think sometimes they overdo it, but I think he's going to perform well. And I think that um, once that happens, he's going to be the clear uh, uh, number one tight end in the draft. And like, I mean the, the comment too, like, look, if you're going to go that route, if you're like, Hey, we're going to grab an edge rusher. Uh, let's say we're at pick three because the Texans win one and, and we're at pick three and one of Thibodeau or Hutchinson fall and you got a chance to take one. So you grab Thibodeau, let's say, and then with your next pick, Williams is there. And like, instead of like going the, the natural route, like, like I said, a linebacker or Kyle Hamilton, and you want to take the same tact that the Bengals did last year by, by, um, you know, just putting the need for an offensive lineman on the side. Cause they saw an amazing opportunity to pair Joe Burrow with Jamar chase again. And look mm-hmm. how that's worked out. They have, they have Higgins and chase and, um, and the fucking other guy who's slipping my mind Boyd, right? Thank you. My son runs in and goes Tyler Boyd. Love it. <laughs> thank you. TV. But, uh, you know what I mean? So like, if you just go that route and you say, you know what? We got our edge rusher. That's our, we're going to help the defense. And then we're going to go ahead and grab a wide receiver, the best wide receiver in the draft. And then we're going to take the, the best uh, tight end in the draft with the next pick. Like, dude, that is a slam dunk. Like if that's the route they chose, even though I'm leaning, like I'm hoping they go defense. If that's the route they chose, how, how could you complain about that? Like, that's an amazing yeah. give it just, if you're going to do that, I say, Great. Go ahead and commit and get it done then. You know what I mean? Get it done. Go ahead. Do it. Take the best receiver. Take the best tight end. And then you can get a linebacker uh, with the next pick or maybe even get, you know, Patterson, the center from, uh, you know, with the second second round pick. Who knows? Yeah, dude. Dude, I mean, like as much as I I want this to be a heavy defense, like if you can get one of the edge rushers at four, ah, God, receiver at six. Or maybe even if you could trade down a little bit and take a receipt. Because there's a few guys that I like. Um, man, that would be something special. Because now you wind up surrounding Zach Wilson with arguably the best running back from this past year's draft class. I, I think it's within the conversation mm-hmm, uh, sure. with Michael Carter. Elijah Moore is is definitely coming on as a wide receiver. I'm not there on calling him the best one from, from this class because there's a few good ones in there for sure. Um but you got a rock solid receiver, more rock solid running back in Carter. You get your top tight end in McBride, and then you bring in yeah. someone like Williams or, or you know another big, big guy out there uh, would be yeah, just what the the doctor ordered, and then yeah, you figure man. out the defense stuff after. 
You know, I like it. Like I look, like I said, I'm firmly on the go. Just take care of their defense. This, you know what I mean? Like obviously take offensive players, but the top end, I'm a big fan of just using your two first on defense and, and trying to fix it. But if we do go this way, I'm going to be very excited for that too. Like, you know, giving Zach Wilson, you know, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Williams, Trey McBride, and hopefully Kenny Yaboa is, you know, developing and he's, he's got an impact in the passing game and like, you know, and then like, you know, Michael Carter, maybe we take another, we take a Haskins in, you know, in the fifth or something like that from Michigan, the running back, like something like that. Just keep bringing in young, high caliber offensive talent. And I don't see anything wrong with it. I really don't. Benjamin Wynn, what's up, brother? Benjamin actually became the news member of the Jets Talk 24-7 family. He joined the channel. Boys and girls, drop your J-E-T-S in the chat for Benjamin. Uh, let's see. Is my boy in here? Let's see. I saw you in here before, I think. Where'd it go? I saw the tits. Oh, Benjamin already did the tits. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, nice. Uh, I was looking for... Uh, for Eli, Eli usually drops a, a tea, green bean, freeze bean, TS. I always enjoy seeing that sort of stuff. Um, sure. All right. Benjamin winds up sending a super chat as well. He asks, Ryan, what happened to your $100 membership? Um, so my $100 membership I had, and I actually removed it because it's going to sound weird, <laughs> but there was a whole issue with Pornhub actually going on with underage people being on video and like clearly doing things that are you know that's on Pornhub um mm. and they got in a whole bunch of trouble and I was like you know what technically we make money from these streams um one of the the guys that came on and did the hundred dollar membership uh was definitely underage and we had him on the one time and it, it was fun we were going back and forth but it was just like you know what with all this going on like I'm just gonna pull this off it's not something you know I don't want to feel bad for anyone, but it just like, you know, it just, it sucks. I, I didn't want to do, I didn't want it to seem like I was profiting off a minor being on the channel. If that makes sense. That's, that's kind of where I came from with that. Uh, Benjamin also asks Ryan and Greenbean, are you guys fans of any other New York sports teams like the Knicks nets or just jets fans? Um, I am primarily a jet fan first and foremost. It's the only reason I have this one channel. <laughs> And, uh, mm -hmm. but I definitely, I, I like all other sports. I'm not as dialed into the other sports as I am. Like I am with football. I just, I know a lot more. I've been wrapped up in it for the longest time. Um, and I just haven't committed that type of, of energy to any of the other major sports. I would say I'm a Rangers fan. I would say I'm a Knicks fan. And then I would say I, I, I've been to more Yankees games. I would call myself a Yankees fan, but I love seeing the Mets do well too. So, cause my, my dad was a Mets fan growing up and most jet fans are Met fans too. So it's tough. I don't really have any, I would say I'm a jet fan and I root for New York to win outside of that. What about you, green bean? How are you feeling on the New York front? Well, uh, I used to be a diehard, diehard other sports fans. Um, I'm a, I'm a big Nets fan. Um, but when they were, look, I used to go to Nets games and we were such a laughing stock that the Nets, like the the Bulls would be in town with Jordan and Pippen, and the Nets would literally have um, big purple and green covered monster monkey people dancing between, you know, on commercial breaks for all the little kids because that's how they had to sell tickets. It was an embarrassment. So they sucked so bad for so long that I did start watching the Knicks, and I had a really good stretch with the Knicks, man. I uh, went to a bunch of games. That was with the, you know, the Patrick Ewing Knicks. 
Don Starks, Anthony Mason, all those guys, Charles Oakley. Um, and I, I really love them. And I'm a big NASCAR guy. I, I, I used to go to uh, the two races at Pocono every single year. I did that for 15 years as well. And I'm also a Yankee fan. And when it comes to hockey, I'm an Islanders fan. But mm. when I got clean, like right before I got sober, Ryan, I was a homeless man in Newark. So I would literally beg for money at Penn Station and all that kind of shit. And so once I kind of got away from sports during that time, if you can imagine that, you know, I didn't pay as much attention why. to all. <laughs> so when I got sober, I just focused on like my life. Like I was, I was, I was dying. So I just really focused. And when I kind of came and popped out, popped my head out of the dark again, uh, I just decided like, I can't focus on all that. So the only team I kept in my infinite wisdom was the, uh, the, the thunder clapping New York jets. That's who I held on to. And I kind of put all the other sports on the back burner. I watch every now and then still classify myself as a, as a Yankees nets slash Knicks Islanders fan, but I don't watch much at all anymore. Just the jets for me. Oh, dude, I can sympathize. Uh, I definitely, uh, <laughs> I feel bad that the, uh, that you're, 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 great moment of like coming out of the darkness lead you right down a dark tunnel of <laughs> god damn that's right? <laughs> yeah damn you see guys in the the jets build character says dean Britt. yeah well it's, then i'm a character yeah they be, it better do something so yeah i got i got clean in 2006 right mm -hmm. so you think i took a year or two and kind of you know, snap back into it. And then I had the Rex Ryan. I had the Mangini years, which were proved, which were okay. We had some good yeah. teams, Brett Favre, all that, you know, and Kevin Mawai and all those guys. And then we got to watch the Rex Ryan uh, Jets. I had my son, I had my wife. So it was, you know, it was good. It just sucked since then, but it's not, not so bad, but that's a funny way to say it, huh? Climbing out of the dark and I land in the Jets. Just, Yay. Oh. Oh, now I'm here on the internet talking to some guy in a goofy pilot hat. Man, you've fallen a long way. Boogie down, right. Bronx. Boogie down, Bronx. Thank you so much for the super chat, brother. He says, That's no funny. way should the Jets draft a safety in the first or second round. Pick up the safety from the Texans, who happens to be pretty good. I don't want to hear about generational talent. Give me dogs. Um, I'll be honest. I have no idea who the Texan safety is or who, or who that would be. I know... Uh, is it Keanu Neal is the safety for the Cowboys who played with Ulbrich in Atlanta? I, I think that's right. Who? Um, I don't know if he's a free agent though. Let me see. Um, I'm just going to see if I can find the Texans on here. See if there's a safety that jumps out at me. I guess it'd be good if I sorted by team name. There we go. All right. Um, so the two guys that he could be talking about, Justin Reed is an unrestricted free agent from the Texans. Grayland Arnold is a exclusive rights free agent. Um, so he's not going to hit free agency if the Texans don't want him to. Uh, and then the Cowboys, Keanu Neal is not a free agent unless he's listed under like linebacker or something, but I don't think he is. Um, oh, yes, he he's listed under linebacker. <laughs> And he's got a void year, so he's going to hit free agency. If we want Keanu Neal as a safety linebacker hybrid, then uh, I guess you could uh, could go that route. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you. I mean, anybody saying we shouldn't take a safety in the first has literally never seen Kyle Hamilton. Like, you don't, with all due respect, like, I get it. We've been burned more than once. 
you know, Jamal Adams. We took Jamal Adams over taking Mahomes or Watson. We took Calvin Pryor in the strongest wide receiver draft in NFL history up to that point. Never been a stronger. And we went prior as a safety, mm -hmm. a, a strong safety, no less. So I do get it. But when you're talking about Kyle Hamilton, lumping him into we can't take another safety, like that's not what this is. You're talking about literally the best safety prospect since Ed Reed. Now, having Ed Reed on your team changes everything. Having Troy Palomalu on your team, having Ronnie Lott, like these guys are rare. And now we don't know what he'll be. But this guy has that level of potential. He's six foot four. He hits like a brick shithouse. He, he covers the entire field. He's got great hands. He runs like a deer. Like he's got everything. He's super football smart. Um, like he's he's got everything you want. Like comparing Keanu Neal to uh to uh Hamilton, I think that's off base, in my opinion. How's that? Uh so Interesting. Interesting. So if we're not going, but I, so I know you've been on board with safety in the top 10, if it's Hamilton, otherwise you're not touching safety for a while. It sounds like, is that correct? Wait, I'm sorry. What's that? Sorry. I know you were, you were, you're very pro safety in the first round with Hamilton. You're, you're kind of anti-safety outside of that, right? In the yeah. Draft? For the or, most or part later, yeah, yeah. like I guess I would third, fourth round, probably. Yeah, totally. You know, I mean, I think, I mean, positional value, man, like you want, and you, and you got to look at like, there, there's something else that you guys can look at. If you want to learn stuff, there are positions that are more likely to make it at different places in the draft. So when you're talking about taking, taking positions with a top five or top 10 pick, there are positions not to take up there. You know what I mean? Really? There are, I mean, it's anything can happen at, at, at any time, right? But there are positions that are significantly less likely to make it when you take, it's like I was talking to Luke Grant today, top 10 wide receivers versus top 10 edge rushers, um, edge rushers. It, it's, it's like, there's not even a comparison on who makes it more, more than likely. But when you have a, a player like a Hamilton, uh, that's when you consider shaking that up and just looking at the talent sitting there in front of you and go how the hell on god's green earth god, god's green earth can we pass on this guy while safety happens to be one of our dire needs we have nobody we have ashton davis we don't know what he's going to be other than that we have nobody all the elijah riley fans can take a seat and sit down um you know he, I, you know as much as i'm rooting for him too man but let's be real here so yes, Kyle Hamilton, I'm considering it for generally speaking, I'm, I'm anti-safety in the, in the first even. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what winds up happening. I think I've softened up on the safety position. Cause if you look at any of my streams earlier, when you first mentioned Hamilton, I was like, absolutely not. I'm not going safety at all. Like I was hoping Ashton Davis would wind up playing well. We're going to be lucky if he winds up being one of our starters next year. If not, he'll just be a, a little bit of a, highly athletic depth piece. Um, yeah. For me, Hamilton is a little bit easier to swallow. If in fact people are considering him generational. And yeah. if you look at our defense, we're weak right up the middle. Like it's like linebackers and safeties. And if Hamilton can kind of help us in both regards, I, I don't think that's a bad option. Um, I think you almost, I don't want to say you, you kill two birds with one stone, but it, it certainly looks a lot better. Um, but I would agree. I would say there's certain positions you don't take in the top 10 and dude, safety 
center. One of Those them. are two positions that you don't do totally. in the top 10. You totally. don't touch them. Even wide receiver is like a tough position to take in the top 10. Like there's like, you have to be sure that this guy is legit to be a top yeah. 10 pick. But the reason why I think I would be more comfortable going with either a safety or a center is the bust rate is probably going to be a lot lower than some of the other positions just because of the nature of the positions themselves. Yeah, totally. You're you're 100% right. And you got to think, when is the last time, like anybody paying attention to the draft, just think about it. When is the last time that any draft board that you've seen, whether it's Kuiper, Mick, McVay, you know, McShay or any of these guys that has a safety as literally one of the top three players in the entire draft. All right. It's, it's, it's all crazy. over the place and you never see this for a reason. And he's that good dude. Now the injury freaks me out a little bit. Like I'm just talking as a fan here, medical departments are going to have to do a lot of looky, you know, looky, looky on this guy and see mm -hmm. what, what, what's up with him. And, and he might slide if it's, you know, if it affects how he can perform and teams might, might, you know, shake loose, which means he might slide a little bit, but I'm telling you, man, if you're there and, and especially if he's there at your second, first, like if we're at pick eight, let's say, and mm -hmm. Kyle Hamilton is sitting there and you already have Thibodeau or Hutchinson or whoever you got, Dude, I find it almost impossible to to pass him when you're looking at our safety situation on top of it. It's like, dude, we have no one. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not it's not quite as big of a luxury. Um, when I'm looking back at like the Jamal Adams draft, and I think that was the one with Malik Hooker as well. I could could be wrong on that. Um, but that's the last draft that I really remember watching and being like, there's some good safeties in this class. And like yeah. I never got the vibe that I'm getting from Hamilton and like the people talking about him. So I would say that intrigues me, but man, I'd be lying if I said I did not have some serious uh, PTSD from, from oh taking God, Jamal hard, so early. It's hard not to, isn't it? And I get it. I get, that's what I say to people. Like we can't just, you know, go lynch mob mentality and jump on what the crowd is saying. Like, take a minute, watch some full game tape of Kyle Hamilton. Uh, dude, you're going to be like, holy shit. Where did he come from? It happens all the time with him. He like comes out of nowhere. He's on the other side of the field. The ball goes up and he's the guy breaking up the pass on the other side. Like, it's just, he's, he's an impressive guy, man. He's really I impressive. I believe you're talking about the FSU play. I believe when he ran, oh, that's all only the way one, that's from, only dude, one from of them. One side of the field ball gets in the air and he runs all the way yeah. across the other side of the field and intercepts the ball. That yeah. was insane. That's one of the craziest, like. Yeah, just and pure athlete things. Totally. See, and he's that's done that like more than once. With the, that's up there with the Jadavian Clowney, like, I'm going to steal this ball away from you play. Oh, remember that? I think it's Michigan <laughs> or whatever. Oh, my God. That is just a pure, I want this more than you. And uh, ZZ Gable drops in with a super chat, says, Greenbean, even if Hamilton becomes Minka or Derwin 2.0, that's not top five value. I'd rather take Jameson, the wide receiver from Alabama, Linderbaum, yeah. the center from Iowa, or an edge rusher and take battle or brisker in the second round. Yeah. Um, oh, well, God, man, I have no idea where I want to go with safety. <laughs> well, let all. me tell you this. Because, if he, it, but Ryan, if, if he does become Minka Fitzpatrick in this defense, that's yeah. absolutely worth the top five pick. If the, if the edge rushers are off the board, if mm -hmm. the edge rushers are off the board and he's who's sitting there, 
And you're talking about that kind of an impact on the game. Number one, he's a better prospect than they were coming out too. on top of that. Now, again, we don't know what his career is going to be. This is all speculation. But when you look at the at the prospect, he's a better prospect than Minka Fitzpatrick was coming out. He's a significantly better prospect than Jamal Adams coming out They're They're not even in the same stratosphere. But if mm-hmm. dude in this defense, if you have a safety that can do what Minka Fitzpatrick is doing, that is that is world changing for us. And then maybe we can cover a little bit tighter. Um, it, it changes everything. It changes everything to have a guy like him back there. Yeah, I th- for me, I think it's the value he provides in the turnover category. That's why I like like David Ojibo. Like, I'm not all beat up over not getting a number one or number two pick. Like, okay, it sucks. Like, I yes, I would love to get Hutchinson. Yes, I would love to get Thibodeau. David Ojibo has a knack for stripping the ball out of the quarterback's hands. If you're telling me I could get Hamilton at four, Ojibo at six, or vice versa, or one at eight, or whatever, ooh, sorry. I would definitely sign up for more turnovers, 100%. But I think where I run into a, a really tough situation uh, is probably, and let me see if I can get my my ticker up here real quick, uh, it's with the tackle position. And so we learned yesterday that Makai Becton is going to be shut down for the rest of the year. Oh, my um, God. I didn't see that coming, right? Shocking, right? I, I said this like a huh? month ago. <laughs> I was like, there's no way he's playing. Like, they're going to shut him down. Like, I guarantee it's, like, size and, like, just the knee just not healing right. And that's basically what we got. Like, we thought the – Robert Sala came out and he said the the eight-week uh, goal that they had was was definitely aggressive, um, but they saw some setbacks and, and things they weren't necessarily expecting with the with the knee coming back here. And I think it brings into question Makai Becton and his future with the, the New York Jets and – I, it's not that I'm looking to like trade him or anything, but I have certainly heard people say to move on from him, get what you can for him, and then take Evan Neal at the top of this draft. And man, nothing would burn me up more than drafting a tackle at the top of this draft when we thought we got one at number yeah. 11 overall, especially with Fant having a good year. Like I would be so burnt up. I really, really, me really too. don't want to do it. Yep. I agree, man. I think, and the way you put it is exactly uh, what I would use to support it. Number one, we just used a top 15 pick on a, on a left tackle who played really well his rookie year. He obviously lost his sophomore season, but um, the, and then you have Fant who came in and he was one of the best tackles in the NFL. So um, to be, to, to feel the need to use a top 10 pick on a tackle would, it would really rub me the wrong way. I would hate to see us do that in the same way that I don't want to draft Linderbaum up there. It's like, we have a center who's a top 10 center. Now, whatever the injury does, I don't know, but like using top 10 picks, you want guys that are going to come in and have an impact. That's what you want. We don't need a new center. Could we take one in second round, third round and have them sit behind a government? Yeah, absolutely. That's what the pipeline is. You want to have guys grooming while you have a starter. But using a top 10 pick on a, uh, and when we have so many holes on a position that we have bothers me. And I still, I'm not concerned about Becton like a lot of people are. I think all the stories about him being overweight, every single one of them was false. And um, we haven't seen one shred of proof that backs it up, not one. And uh, conversely, we've seen all kinds of proof that combats those points uh, by Rich Semini or whoever else boycott the beat, you know? So, um, <laughs> 
you know, so I don't know. It's just, I think, and this, look, the same thing applies with Mims, dude. Like talking about drafting a wide receivers in the first yeah. bothers the shit out of me. Like we're supposed to have those guys, you know? And this is why draft picks are so incredibly important. Like clearly we did a good job in 2021 and this story is not written on 2020, but the injuries to that class and whatever the hell is going on with Mims, um, that's not good, man. Like we, we were supposed to have our left tackle wide receiver cornerback, um, maybe an edge rusher. You know what I mean? We're that stuff's supposed to be done and we're supposed to be moving on. It sucks to have, think we have to go back, you know? Yeah, I would rather. How old is uh, Fant? Like twenty nine or thirty? He's yeah, he's in his twenties. Hold on, yeah, yeah I'll look right now. I was gonna say I'll I'll pull him up. Let's see what we we got going on. Because I I'm not opposed to signing Fant to like a four year contract if he's totally like around that thirty year. So he's twenty nine right now. Twenty nine years um, old. He'll be, right. So he'll be thirty next year. I don't know when his actual birthday is, but either way. Um, we have him through next season. If we want to sign him to a two-year extension, so you know you at least have a tackle for 2022, 2023, 2024. I'm all for that. If you want to say, hey, let's move Becton to the right side or have them compete next year, I have no problem with that. I really don't. I, I like. I don't mind Becton getting kicked over to the right side. When uh, Lane Johnson was drafted fourth overall by the Philadelphia Eagles, he was supposed to replace Jason Peters on the left-hand side. Jason Peters wound up playing for another like six or seven I years. I know that He's guy. He's still playing Untrapped now. He's on the Bears, I think. Unbelievable. Dude, he, incredible. So Lane Johnson found a home at right tackle, and he's been one of the best right tackles in the NFL ever since. There's no yeah. shame in having a rock-solid uh, right tackle. And if you're if you're talking about money, too, let me pull it up real quick because I'm pretty sure Lane Johnson is one of the highest paid tackles in the league. Um, so this year he's only an $11 million cap hit. Now I got to find this because I'm like, he's had some crazy cap hits in the past. So yeah. Uh, all right. So not, not, not crazy, crazy high. He's due 15 million, 15.7 next year. Then he goes up to 23, 20, 21. Uh, and then he's got some void years. Realistically, he might be done after next year with his guaranteed money. But even still, dude has not gone broke playing the right side of the line as opposed to the left side like he was drafted for. And I don't think Mekhi Becton will have that happen to him either. But anyway, Mekhi Becton out for the year or the rest yeah, of this year. So what does the Jets offensive line look like, Greenbean? I kind of want to like pick your brain a little bit because I, in my yeah. mind, I mean, I would love to have Becton be left side, but let, let's play devil's advocate here. Let's say we go left tackle, Fant, left guard, mm -hmm. AVT, Ideally center, I would like to be McGovern with mm -hmm. a second or third round rookie behind him. Totally. With right guard being someone like LDT. And then maybe if you can get a Connor Williams from, from the Cowboys, have those two kind of compete. If the center winds up playing well, maybe McGovern moves over to guard. Like that kind of depth is not, not bad. And then on the right side, you wind up with Becton. And then you do probably have to bring in a tackle either re-sign Moses or, or draft a tackle at some point. Cause I don't think you can go into next season. I do think we have Edoga for another year. Um, I think this is it. I think he's a free is agent. This is last I, year? I might be wrong. Let's see. Let's I see. might let's take be. A look. So we let's spit some facts here. Um, yeah. This is his fourth year. He's okay, the same. So he's Donald Trump. Trump. He, yeah. No, he had to be the year after Sam. I'm like almost positive because no, I think we, maybe, or maybe he's the maybe. year before Sam. Yeah. You know what? I think it might be the Quinnen draft. Actually. We didn't take an offensive lineman for Sam. That's right. Let's see. Yeah. That's Imagine what I, that. I thought, I thought we brought any Doga. 
Imagine after that. the fact. Um, not one offensive lineman, not one wide receiver after spending three seconds and a first, a top five first, to grab a quarterback. Do- you don't you don't give we them do one offensive lineman. Well, that's good because I like Chuma Idoga. Yeah, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. <laughs> so we, we do have him for next year. And then where's Connor McDermott? Not that I am loving anything I've seen from him aside from his touchdown. Um, he's an undra- he's a unrestricted free agent this offseason. So we are going to be light at the tackle position uh, one way or another. So I do expect us to bring in some type of help. Yeah. Uh, I'd there. rather see honest to God, like, look, you know, we've, we've spent some time breaking these guys in. Like if you saw like, you know, it's funny, you know, a lot of people uh, in the second half of the Miami game really got on Zach really got on like a lot of that stuff. Like you can look at what Miami did. They flooded the line, you know, and they had a lot of disguise blitzes um, and Connor McDermott was lost that, that second half of that game. I watched it again and there's numerous plays where he flat out goes for the wrong guy. Like the edge, he doesn't do anything on the edge, and the guy runs in free and crushes Sam. I mean, uh, Sam and <laughs> and Zach. Um, so, but it's like, so it takes time for guys to get it. We have a very complex offense and complex bro- blocking assignments, blocking schemes. They're not easy. If you watch all the pre-snap that we do, lots of signals, all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, you know, having guys that spent a whole year to learn it, got a little bit of playing time. Chuma played a little bit. Connor McDermott played a little bit. You know, these guys, Isaiah Williams got his first action for us, which I thought was nice. Um, keeping those guys, rather than going out and bringing somebody in, just re-signing them for a year as, uh, you know, as, on the depth side of things, I think could be more beneficial than letting them go and bringing in different guys and starting all over. So I'd like to see us, uh, I'm glad Chuma's still here. I'd like to see him stay. I'd rather keep Connor McDermott and Isaiah Williams and maybe bump up Ross Piercebacher from the practice squad if he if he uh, if he looks good enough to be a depth piece. I'd rather go that way if we can avoid it. Uh, Pickle, thank you, thank you for the super chat, Pickle. <laughs> That's I'm just gonna rest on that name, Pickle Hob. Is that your actual name, Pickle? Because Pickle-hob. that's Pickle Hob. That's, that's a great name. Uh, Pickle, thank you for the super chat. It says, Marcus Williams in free agency, excellent coverage, safety, and would be an upgrade over May uh, Marcus May. Yes, Marcus Williams from the Saints. Uh, I really like him a lot. I would be all for signing him. I do think it's going to be a lot of money to bring him in. And from what I've seen from Joe Douglas, he doesn't seem like the guy that wants to spend a ton of money in safety, uh, on the safety in general. So I don't know. What do you think, Greenby? Do you know anything about Marcus Williams? And do you think Joe Douglas pays premium bucks for safety? Um, no, I think we're gonna do it. I mean, I I don't know, man. I mean, he's if you look at what he's done, right? You want to see what somebody's gonna do. You see, you look at what they've done, right? Now, granted, it's a very, very different year. We have our quarterback. Uh, so we might be wanting to accelerate some things a little bit more than he has in the past few years. But I I think they might consider bringing LaMarcus Joyner back for another year. Like he never got a shot to play with us. They were very excited about him. Uh, that might be uh, a way to go. Marcus Williams is, he, dude, he's a part of that Saints secondary, man. It's very, very, mm-hmm. we saw we saw how hard they are to, to play against. Uh, they shut down Brady too. So uh, I don't know what kind of contract he's going to, he's going to demand. Um, but I think uh, that would be an interesting move, honestly. 
uh, I wouldn't be against it at all. Like, in, like if, but I, but that said, I think we're going to want to bring in young bodies. Um, mm. If not a Kyle Hamilton, I can totally see uh, another safety or two coming through this draft. There are a few guys uh, in the mid rounds that I think would be really, really good gets. And uh, I, I feel like Joe Douglas is going to go that way, but if we can get a guy like Marcus Williams, that might change the plan a little bit. So just so you guys know, valuation-wise for Marcus Williams, uh, over the cap has his low as low as a $3 million. But let me just, I'll rattle off the points where he's at. Uh, $9 million, $13 million, $11 million, $11 million, $11 million, $5.5 million, Ten and a half million, three million, eight million, thirteen million, and then down to like four or five for weeks twelve and thirteen. So we we haven't seen fourteen, fifteen yet, um, in terms of his over the cap valuation. But that's a lot of talent, a lot of yeah. talent at the safety position. So if you're saying he's going to have to get somewhere in the eight to $10 million a year range. I would rather pay Marcus Williams that contract than Marcus may purely based on age alone. I think he's 25 or 26 years old where may is like 29. Um, not to mention, you know, the Achilles injury as well, but I, I would be all over Marcus Williams. I just don't know if Douglas is going to yeah. be all over uh, Williams. Yeah. Well, Sheldon Rankins came from that defense and Sheldon mm -hmm. Rankins was a guy that everybody loved on the team. I did some, some background stuff on uh, on Sheldon Rankins when we when we grabbed him like just a, not not so much the playing but like who he was and they loved him he was one of the leaders on the on the defense um he was a guy that the coach let uh create his own line stunts and stuff like that i read um mm -hmm. so i think if Sheldon Rankins is feeling good about this team he might be the kind of influence on Marcus Williams, that, that could be beneficial in that circumstance. Like if we want to go that route, I think having uh, ranks as they like to call him um, on our team could be helpful. I think that's a, a really, really interesting point. Cause it's not one that I would have considered. Um, I do think that having teammates that know each other definitely help with that pipeline. And especially on the same side of the ball because Rankins and Williams, some interesting conversation there back and forth. Now here's a, here's a topic that I do want to bring up that sort of branches off of this whole, you know, saints dynamic. Um, the jets have two first round picks. The saints may need a quarterback. Um, what say you some type of situation where the jets give up one of their first round picks for either someone like Rams chick who just signed a like a five year deal at right tackle, Marcus Lattimore, yeah. who just signed a monster deal at cornerback, uh, or someone like that. Like, are you a hundred percent for drafting our guy, or is there a situation where you can kind of envision maybe moving a, a draft pick for a an established player at an area of need that's still young? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not against you know, moving younger players or, or draft picks, um, you know, entirely. I, if, if a guy like, let's say there's a situation where you can get a guy who's just, for whatever reason, they're not jiving together. You know, he's a good dude, you know, he's had success and all that, but they're just not jiving and they want to get rid of him. And you know, he's going to be uh, an immediate impact on your team and they want a third round pick or they want something like 
in the in certain circumstances, it's good because you know who you're getting, right? That's the plus about trading for established talent. The problem comes in when guys are overpaid, uh, number one, which happens all the time. Teams love to sign guys. They don't like to continue to pay them, right? That's the thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times you end up getting into these scenarios where you're overpaying for a guy that a team wants to get rid of for some reason. And then you can run into some problems. Like, so you gave away capital and then the guy ends up being an issue. So I, I think a lot of the time I would steer clear from that stuff in the right circumstance. I think it can be utilized. Well, like, look, we just did it for LDT. We traded Daniel Brown for LDT. I think that's a slam dunk. I mean, he's been, he had COVID last week and he was injured for a week. Um, so we haven't seen him consistently, um, but when he's in there, he's better than GVR. So it was an, e- an immediate upgrade and it was cheap. So those kinds of things, I, I really like that trade. Um, I'd like to see more creative stuff like that, but I don't know. They always make me nervous, Ryan. I feel like you're going to get screwed when you do stuff like that a lot of the time. Of course. And there's also the whole thing of like a cheap five-year contract versus a, you know, whatever you'd be getting in, in return, you know, a heavy contract with a guy that doesn't play our system the same way he played their system. Like I get it. I understand it. Uh, Thomas Cahill drops in with a super chat. Thanks. Thomas Uh, says Trevor Penning would be a fit on the right side and we could get him later. Uh, Another player I really like, but weight wise could be an issue as well. Daniel Falele out of Minnesota. Uh, the dude's like six foot nine, 400 pounds. And man, could you imagine having those two towers <laughs> on either end yeah. of the line? Zach Wilson would be throwing footballs at the back of helmets all day, all day. I know. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know Trevor, anything about Trevor Penning though. Yeah. I know he's a tackle. That's that's, I don't, I don't know too much about him yet. Um, but uh, Falele, I mean, look in his defense, Last year, he was the novelty item, right? He's 400 pounds and all that. So, no, you're not making popcorn right now. No. Um, sorry. Daniel Falele, you're 400 pounds. Yeah, you're not making yeah. popcorn right now. But Play he did lose. Yeah. He's like, I don't even want popcorn. I want a cheeseburger. Uh, so he uh, he did lose 20 pounds. He's working. He's, he's, he's playing at 380. So that, that shows something, right, man? And he can move. A little bit. I wouldn't be upset if we drafted Falele. I would be upset if we drafted him in a Vlad Dukas type of a situation where you 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 overdraft him and expect him to start. Mm-hmm. That would be a problem for me. Yeah, hundred uh, percent, guys. If you're just jumping in the stream, make sure you drop a like on this video. Every twenty five likes that we get, we're gonna pick a qualifier for a T shirt that's gonna win one of our uh, support independent jet content creator shirts that Matt O'Leary made. Matt has COVID tonight. Uh, unfortunately, he is unable to participate. Hopefully, after five days uh, of non-symptomatic use, he'll be able to hit the field just like the NFL changed their rules today and are allowing to do. Uh, but if you every 25 likes that we get on this video, we're going to pick a qualifier for the T-shirt, and all the proceeds of the T-shirt wind up going to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Children's Hospital. So it goes towards right. a really good charity as well. Um, so make sure you hit that. As of right now, Whoops, sorry, I'm changing all sorts of things on us. Oof, all over the place. Um, I got to pick another qualifier. All right, so right nice. now, yesterday, we picked Knob Craft, Rusty Spooner, Ace Solo, Gohan Angered as our qualifiers from yesterday's stream. Uh, if you want to qualify for next week's giveaway, all you have to do is comment on this video after it's aired. 
And during this stream, we got Ant Jets 82, GVH, SDA Jets, Kelly McTavish, Joe Campione, and Shane Trent as our qualifiers, uh, along with Owen. All right, here we go. We got Owen. What's your last name? B-A-R-R-E-I-R-A. That's not written on the right line. That's okay. Um, so, yeah, make sure you, you hit the like button. If nothing else, it helps the channel out a little bit. So, thank you. Yeah. Um, let's see. Did I have any other topics in my arsenal that I wanted to touch on first? All right. You know what? Let's let, let's talk some draft picks. Let's 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 get the chat feeling uh, a little bit drafty right now. Uh, let's so right get now, it drafty sitting, in here. Get drafty. It's getting yeah. chilly down here. I like. Okay, it. <laughs> so Jets are currently sitting at pick four and six. And here, let's do this, Greenbean. I think this would be kind of fun. Um, who knows? Maybe our our fan base out there that's watching is going to hate us for it, but whatever. I want you to go and look up a mock draft recent, like since we've had the fourth and sixth picks. Pull up any mock draft. I want to talk about it. Uh, I'm going to pull up Tankathon. Wait, you, okay. All right. You're going to go Tankathon. A mock draft that's already done, you mean? Like mock draft that's already done. Draft? So I, ju I just right. want to see, like, okay, All let's right. have Let some conversation. See. Let's start looking at some players. Okay. Let's start, like, giving our thoughts on what we like or don't like about particular um, selections. Uh, so let me share my screen. Um, I will share a tab and we're looking at Tankathon. All right. So let's see if I can do this and maybe we'll look all right. All right. So here's the Tankathon leaderboard and, and where the Jets are going. So right now they have Hutchinson, Thibodeau, Neal as the first three off the board. That to me, I think is a worst case scenario. I think there is a real outside chance that one of those two edge rushers does make it to four. Um, I don't yeah. like Derek Stingley Jr. at four personally. I think cornerback for this particular type of defense is not the uh, priority that it was in say like the Rex Ryan defense. So I would not be thrilled with that pick. I think the upside yeah. is enormous. Like, don't get me wrong. Fine. I'm okay with that. Uh, and then they have us taking George Karloftis at number six, uh, the edge from Purdue. Uh, if we walked away with those two, I would feel like our defense is drastically better than it was this year. Um, that being said, I would probably err on the side of either Hamilton or an edge at four over Stingley. And then depending on how the board fell to six, would be the opposite way. Like maybe you would convince me at Hamilton at number four with Carl Loftus yeah. or David Ojibo at six. Totally. Um, I don't know. How are you feeling about the way this board has broke and, and how do you feel about these two selections? Um, I, I, the way it broke is interesting. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I don't see Jacksonville taking an edge. I know people are saying, I think Jacksonville has their edge rusher. Like they have, that's a strength of their team. I think they're going to, a new coach coming in, especially if it's, who's been rumored to at least interview in, um, left, he comes in, he's going to want to make sure Tyler, uh, Tyler, um, Trevor Lawrence succeeds. Mm -hmm. So they're going to grab the best tackle and that's how I see it, man. And they're, you know, they're, they're probably going to go that route. So I, I don't buy it. I, I don't buy that. The first two picks are edge rushers. I get it. I, I 
I'm not saying it's crazy. I just think it's going to break differently. Uh, if it did break this way, I would not want to see Stingley either. If that's what we do, that's what we do. I'm not brokenhearted because I, I do like the idea of having that premier type of cornerback with our group, with our young late round pick overachieving bunch. I think having a lockdown type of guy with them could be really awesome. Uh, and I like the pick of Karloftis at six. I think he's really been underappreciated by a lot of particularly Jets fans. I don't think a lot of Jets fans even know he exists. They're all mad that we moved to pick four and they don't even know that <laughs> there are two other studs in this first round for edges, maybe even three. When you start talking about uh, Drake Jackson or Johnson, I forget the guy from USC. Drake Jackson. talking about him. Yeah. Jackson. Uh, so, I mean, Karloftis is going to be a very, very good pro in my opinion. If, if, uh, if Hutchinson wasn't there, or Thibodeau, like he's definitely the top edge off the board. In a lot of other drafts, if it's just him, he's the best on the board, uh, in my opinion. So I wouldn't be brokenhearted, but I what what I would do, obviously, is I would take Hamilton at four, and I would take Karloftis at six, and I would be ecstatic with that draft. So I think so. I, I was talking to UCF Jaguar, another another YouTuber for for the the YouTube sphere in the NFL. Right. Yeah, I know him. Um, he thinks so before this, this game, him and I were going back and forth a little bit. And I was like, dude, I'm not going to lie. Kind of hope you wind up winning this game, but I hope Zach has a, <laughs> has a good day. I hope Trevor Lawrence looks like shit. And then <laughs> Zach looks good. We will find a way to lose. Um, and I was like, anyway, I was like, who are you taking? If you guys, you know, get the first pick or, you know, either way with your first pick, he's like, they're going edge rusher. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I did not see that. Cause I, like you, I thought Evan Neal was a lock for, for uh, Jacksonville, wherever they picked, whether it be one, two, yeah. or three. Um, Detroit, I think, is the absolute floor for Aiden Hutchinson. The The Michigan product is going to go to Detroit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, at worst. So, so he's either going one or two. Then Thibodeau, like if we play the whole Evan Neal goes to one, Thibodeau uh, or Hutchinson goes two, then do you, do you take... Uh, Sorry, Neil goes one, Hutchinson goes two. Does Thibodeau go three to the Texans, or do they fall in love with a quarterback? That's where I'm kind of stuck. But Mills hasn't looked. Mills awesome. has been okay. Yeah, he's been he's been good enough that you can justify using an asset this high on another position. You can. That yeah. said, most teams, most teams, when they're up in the top five, they don't think they're going to be in the top five again. They don't plan on being in the top five again. They actually think otherwise. They think they're going to be outside of that. And that's the land of the quarterback. When you're top five, you feel pretty good about being able to get a, you know, the first or second quarterback in the draft. So I think if the opportunity is there and we haven't even seen the quarterback rise thing yet, it's going to happen. It happens every single year. Uh, it's going to happen. There's going to be three or four quarterbacks. Don't forget last year, Trey Lance at this time was considered maybe the third, uh, probably too raw to be taken in the top 15, all that kind of stuff. And then the 49ers traded three first round picks to get him. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's how it goes. Now, if, if, if they really like Mills, if they really, and I think there's justification to like him, I mm -hmm. think that it could put that off, but I think they're going to at least consider this might be our last chance to be in the top three. Mm -hmm. We might, we might want to take our quarterback, man. 
and get that done. Uh, so I think that's possible. I also think Detroit could go that way too. I'm with you. I think it's mm-hmm. unlikely. I think Detroit's going to grab Aiden Hutchinson if he's there. If mm-hmm. if Hutchinson is first, I think there's a chance they don't grab Thibodeau. Sure. Um, it's not quite as much of a lock to me because of uh, for obvious reasons, but um, I think that it. I just think it. A lot's going to shake out, man. A lot's going to shake out, and uh, it can definitely. I could see two quarterbacks going in the top three. I wouldn't be blown away to see Detroit and Texans go with quarterbacks. I Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked either way. And if you had asked me prior to this season where I thought they would go, I would think those two teams would be picking one, two, and I would think they would be taking quarterbacks. Yeah. Now, an interesting can- thought for me is if, if the board falls like this and it's Hutchinson, Thibodeau, Neal off the board, I'm looking at this mock draft and I see Kenny Pickett going seven. Now to me, that screams, I can get people fired up, whether that be the Panthers, the Washington football team, the saints, maybe the Broncos, if they don't get uh, Aaron Rodgers, and you get those teams fired up about the giants potentially taking a quarterback at number five. uh, And you trade down. I would trade down from four and I would drop to seven, I would drop to nine, I would drop to 11, I would drop to 13, any one of those spots. Because I would know number four winds up being a quarterback. Number five may not be a quarterback at that point, and you may wind up losing Kyle Hamilton, you may wind up losing George Karloftis or Derek Stingley Jr. or something along those lines. But we have the sixth pick right now. And even if we stay within that you know, threshold of two, three picks, whatever it is, um, I'm confident that one of Karloftis or Ojibo will be there at that pick. Yeah. And I would take right. them. And then depending on if you're staying within that top 15, look who goes at number 16, Tyler Linderbaum. If he's fallen that far down and we can trade back to say like 13 with the saints or, or maybe it's a little bit higher, whatever it is. I, at that point, that wouldn't bother me at all. Yeah, if I could get a first round pick in 2023 and slide back and get Tyler Linderbaum, yes, that's that's where the value in center early. That's the value, Ryan. Now, now we're talking. Now we're thinking. So, does is a is a 2023 first and Tyler Linderbaum? Does that outweigh Karloftis at at six? Mm, Now you know what I'm saying. Now we're talking. Now we have a conversation. When you're talking about just positional value and straight up. I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's realistic. But look at who else is sitting there. At 18, you have the top linebacker uh mm-hmm. in the entire draft. You know, from um from a lot of people's perspectives. Nicobe Dean, Brandon Smith, I think is going to shoot up uh the boards. He's very, very athletic and and I like him a whole bunch. Um, so but as it stands right now, so maybe I cause look, the the next two and maybe three centers in the draft are pros, dude. They're going to be longtime starters in this league. So maybe taking that, that, you know, fire breathing linebacker at eight, like sliding back, getting that first round pick and grabbing Devin Lloyd and then grabbing Jared Patterson or, or Alec Lindstrom uh, in the second round, dude, now we're talking, you know, like there's, there's a way to do this. There are, there, there are ways to squeeze the lemon. You don't go into this like McCagden scared. He played the first round terrified. He just took the best player. You know why? It's not because that's what he really believed in. He did it because it was the safest thing to do. And he still fucking blew it. Pardon my French. 
But <laughs> so that's why he took two defensive tackles with top 10 picks in four years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's why he did that because he's afraid to go outside the back of the box or take a trade and risk, you know, getting Joe Douglas's team. They know the value of every single one of these players. They know who's not even on their list. They know what they can do. They know what they want and they know value of picks and trades versus the value they have of the player. And I completely trust them, but that's the stuff. What, what you just said, that's what we're talking about. You don't take Linderbaum with six, man. You don't do it. Okay. You take a trade back, you get a first for somebody wanting to come up for Sam Howell, and then you take Linderbaum later and you added a first for next year or maybe even a first and a third this year, something like that. That's the way you play it, in my opinion. So, Greenwood, I'm going to have you uh, queue up your mock draft. I do want to get to uh, Boogie Down Bronx. Uh, Boogie Down Bronx says, Ryan, that Ojibo kid is a beast. I would love him as a, a jet. His ceiling is so high. I think he just scratched the surface of his talent. Uh, what do you think? I love Ojibo. I would have zero problem taking Ojibo at number four overall if that's the pick we wind up making. I think he is phenomenal. There is a little bit of a concern for me that maybe he's benefiting from having yeah. Hutchinson on the other side of him, but I think he could yeah. benefit just as much by having Carl Lawson on the other side of him as well. So for me, yeah. yes, I would I would take Ojibo in a heartbeat. They have him going what tenth in this draft. Now see what, what happens. I want to break in my chair. I got to get a new chair. I know you guys have a recommendation <laughs> for a for a chair. Let me know. Oh, exactly. dude, I had the yeah, best so. chair. I I I Ugh. my office. I had the best chair in the world. People used to come in and want to sit in it. That's how fucking good it was. I'll I'll tell you one day. I'll show you. I'll send you a link or something. But it was the best <laughs> chair ever, buddy. Now, can you share your screen with me, like the tab that you're on, or is that not yeah. able Let me to see. happen? I don't know if I've share. I understand. Let me see. Yep, I can share a Chrome tab. Uh, okay, so this draft is laid out a little bit differently, Ryan. Um, right. It does like a full explanation and everything, but so we can't just look at it, the overview, but here's where we are, okay? Okay. So, so this is, this is draft tech. So we start mm-hmm. at one. They have, oops, sorry. They have Aiden Hutchinson going one to Detroit. Oh, this wasn't updated. Shit, oh, I'm okay. sorry. It's close. It's very close, but I guess they didn't update it for this week. Um, yeah, let's, let's go with it. Okay, sorry. I thought it was. Uh, so they have Aiden Hutchinson going first overall to the okay. uh, to the Lions. Then they have Jacksonville taking Evan Neal, which is, again, that's how I see it too, man. I think, I mean, maybe they can't. I think when they when a new staff comes in, they're looking. We have we have Trevor Lawrence, we have Lavisca Chenault, we have Travis Etienne. We you know we you know we have a, we need to be able to use these guys. I think that's the priority for me. Anyway, sure. uh, number three, they have Matt Corral going to the Houston Texans, and I think that's also realistic as well. I don't think sure. Mills is the same prospect as Matt Corral. But mm-hmm. he's playing in the NFL and looking good. He was up for rookie of the week this week. He, I think he had what, 21 for 25 or 22 for 25, something like that, 252 and yeah, two TDs. Yeah. Not yep. bad. I was looking at it just before the stream. It was 21 of, I think it was 21 of 25, is what it wound up being. Yeah, yeah. So not bad, Mr. Mills, Stanford. So mm-hmm. uh, then they have the Jets taking Kayvon Thibodeau at pick number four. 
Uh, and that it. makes, yeah, I love it. I would love Kayvon Thibodeau uh, mm-hmm. from Oregon. Then they have the Giants going with another quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Interesting. I think Howell would go there. I think Howell is going to be so, the second so Pickett is the, Pickett is the quarterback that I've seen go yeah. higher right now. I've seen Howell fall a bit since the beginning of the season. Um, yeah. I don't, if I were the Giants, I would not take a quarterback in the top. I wouldn't take a quarterback this year at all. I would roll, run it back with Daniel Jones. Um, just keep uh, building up your team. And then next year, I actually, you know what? I shouldn't say that. I think you Daniel roll Jones with, is garbage. I don't think he's garbage. I think he, I think his issue is turnovers and he may never be able to fix it, which is a shame. But I think right now you have such a trade chip with Daniel Jones. Like I think people are still like, like me kind of like, I'm not totally against the kid yet. Like, I think there is a real, real shot that Russell Wilson ends up mm, in New York as a giant. And I think they're going to give up Daniel Jones and both first round picks this year together. Wow. That now um, look, that's serious. But look, sure. Ryan, if you remember that draft, that was the Dwayne Haskins, uh, you know, all that sort of that was Kyler the Quinn Murray, and Williams. Bosa, yep. Quinn and, Kyle, yep, yep, yeah. Yep. So when the Giants sent in the card and it said Daniel Jones on it, 100% of the NFL analysts said, what the F was that? Okay. I mean, 100%. There wasn't one guy that said, they're brilliant. This is the move. Everybody said, it's fine to like him more, but you did, you didn't. They had two firsts. You could have got him with your second easy. They freaked out and thought the Washington Redskins liked him more too, and they didn't want to risk. I get the move, but they overdrafted Daniel Jones. They've given him nothing but support since now. It hasn't worked out, but they've, dude, last year people were saying the Giants offense is going to be electric. They've done nothing. Why? Mm -hmm. Numerous reasons, but one of them is because Daniel Jones can't do anything. He's not. He's overdrafted, dude. He was overdrafted, put in too early, and the weight was dumped on him way too early, in my opinion. And I don't know. Um, a new GM and all that, I think they're going to take the opportunity to switch gears. That's what I think. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I think it could I be, but I like what you said. Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. if they can get him, they're going to do it. You so know? how weird would it be to have Russell Wilson in New York and then like the Seahawks of all teams to have like Jets pick four? Seahawks pick five, Jets pick six, Seahawks pick seven. Yeah. <laughs> like, just I would love <laughs> to trade out of four just to screw them out of a quarterback or whatever they were trying to do just to like spite them. I I don't know. It's just it's interesting. I don't yeah. know this quarterback hey. carousel between Rodgers, Watson, and Wilson is so fascinating to me. Yeah, it it is. It's it's craziness. Now, look, what if they trade for Russell Wilson and they're at five and we're at four and we call Pete Carroll and they have the two first and we say, dudes, I just want you to know somebody's up here calling for the quarterback you want. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a safety. We're going to take a quarterback. Give me both on the phone. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. Give me both first, man. I'll give you your quarterback, whether it be the Giants or any other team. If the Giants are sitting at five or they trade that pick and another team's sitting at five, I am beating the drum that a quarterback is about to be taken. That's and I'm right. going to try and trade back 100%. If an edge rusher's there, Thibodeau or Hutchinson, pull the trigger, make the pick. If they're not, I'm playing up the trade down scenario. And then worst case scenario, I'm either taking, you know, an edge rusher or I'm, you know, 
pulling the trigger on Hamilton or something. Along totally. Those lines. Dude, PCAP, we already know that the Seahawks are workable, dude. We can work them. Do you, can do you think they would want? I think we're going to get to a point where no one wants to trade with goddamn trip Joe Douglas. Nah, he's, he's too just, good. He's everyone. Like, I, I feel like the Saints, or not the Saints, sorry, the Seahawks, I feel like the, the Panthers are just never, ever, ever going to trade with us again. Are you kidding me? Denzel Mims. They're going to send Denzel us Mims a second for Mims next year. They're going to send That's us exactly. a second. Yeah, you'll see. Dude, They're going to give us their 2023 second. second. Denzel Mims, they are going to do gonna it. I'm going to be elated. I, I mean, Matt if we got Rule. third for Denzel Mims, I would be pumped. Right now, absolutely. Right now, I would. I would be disappointed. I'd say do it if you're not going to use him. Do it. Um, But uh, I think Matt Rule knows that Denzel Mims is a first round draft pick uh, caliber wide receiver, and uh, I think he would absolutely give a 2023 second for Denzel Mims to come into town. Now, is that going to happen? Probably not, because I don't think they're going to let Matt Rule uh, have control much longer. I think he's crashing that ship. Um, yeah, but I, uh, I don't know you if know. he'd be allowed to trade a 2023 draft pick for Mims, but I would 100% take a draft pick in 2023 for Mims if it's a second Absolutely. round. Absolutely. 100 round, 100%. No, no questions totally. asked. I don't need yeah, more do picks it. this year. I don't need more picks. Oh, no, I'll no, take no. more picks in future years. Absolutely. Right. You take a second. Look, if your team, if your coaches, for whatever reason, aren't going to use the kid or aren't developing them right, whatever it is, let them go have a, let them go try to have a career somewhere and take. Mm-hmm what you can get for him. But unless it's like a fourth or, or worse, you don't do it, man. Yeah. It's better to have him on the team as a fifth wide receiver than it is to take a fourth round pick for him. Uh, in yeah, my 100%. opinion, but the, the, you know, the value that Mims upside is, is better than the return we'd get with that fourth round or worse pick. I'm a hundred percent on board with that third round pick, I think is the tipping point for me. I would, yeah. If someone totally. had a, even a compensatory third, I'd, I'd probably, pull that trigger i wouldn't be thrilled with it but i think you're you're gaining back some value on something that seems like we were never going to use him anyway that's right drafted Um, for a different regime all that sort of stuff so yeah i mean in truth yeah all right so let's see so then the giants so the giants took a quarterback kenny pickett then they backed that up with taking the top cornerback Derek stingley and the jets followed that with grabbing sauce gardner uh, cornerback from Cincinnati, who I think is going to be a better pro anyway. So uh, me personally, I wouldn't hate it. Not the route I want to go. But again, same thing with what, you know, the Tankathon draft is, look, we got our edge rusher and you got that top flight potential corner to mix in with our group, the Bryce Hall, the Brandon Eccles, the uh, the Michael Carter, the seconds. And, uh, and dude, on our defense takes a major leap forward uh, before we even get to the second round. So I think that's pretty good. Ooh, I you want like to see the rest? Oh, uh, sure. Why not? Let's let's see. Right, let's see so who's down below you. They have Carolina taking an offensive tackle, Charles Cross, and then we have uh, the, t- the 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 defensive tackle. I uh, don't like Neil at all. I, I was talking with someone yeah. the other day about. I don't remember if it was a YouTube comment or like a forum post or something. Or, a, or just a DM, but man, I dude, I do not like Leal at all. It's just it doesn't. Feel I haven't like looked too much. I, the only reason I looked at because someone brought him up to me, but I just, it's not someone I would not put him in the edge rusher discussion. If he's defensive tackle, I think that suits him better. I think it makes more sense. Um, yeah. They have, they have him as a five tech here. So maybe okay. if, so that, if he's, you know, sense. if he's, you know what I mean? Uh, so then George Karloftis makes it to the Eagles at 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Kyle Hamilton makes it to the Eagles at 11. Dude, they have the draft. I want, you know what I mean? I mean, I want Thibodeau over Karloftis. But sure. dude, getting getting Karloftis and Hamilton, 
Slam dunk. What's, yeah, back what's to their back. third first round pick? I'm curious to see what Philly gets with their third first yeah. round pick. So we know they got Hamilton and Karloftis. Uh, mm-hmm. Jordan Davis, another defensive tackle, goes to uh, Minnesota. Okay. Uh, then they got Garrett Wilson going to the Saints. First receiver 13th. off the board. First receiver. Then Sam Howell goes to the Raiders. That's stupid. They're not doing it. Derek Carr no, is making 5000 Dude, he's fine. Anybody who doesn't like Derek Carr has no mm-hmm. idea what they're talking about. He's thrown for 4,000 yards or right under like 3,950 every mm-hmm. year of his career. And this year, he's probably going to break 5,000. So mm-hmm. it's not him, dude. They've they've taken his weapons and shuffled them every single year. He's got a new staff for the most part, like as far as far as not staff, his cast. Um, so I think that's a silly pick. Um, mm-hmm. Then you got the tackle from uh, Ohio State going to Pittsburgh. Ojabo goes to Denver at pick Ooh. 16. And that's the, then it says the next, uh, we could stop there. But uh, so yeah. We, we've got some guys asking for our uh, a second round as well. So since we have two picks at the beginning of the second round. Oh, you so want to see let, the let, second let, round? Yeah, let, let, let's see that. All I right. pulled up Tankathon's second round as well. So after you're done with this, we'll, we'll jump back. Okay, to let me see. And then I had Walter oh. Football up as my next mock draft after that. Okay, so here it is. This is good. So, oh, they have Detroit opening the second round with Nicobe D. Wow. Now, the Jets, they have taken Wiedemeyer at the tight end. 36. Yeah. Great pick. Yep. And then they okay. have us taking running. Oh, I, I would love this too. Uh, Kyron <laughs> Williams. It's not who I want in the second round. Same thing like I felt with P. Ryan. I liked P. Ryan. I thought he was, uh, I thought he was drafted a round too early. Um, but this is the same thing. Like I would like a running back in the third, if we do it, maybe fourth, mm-hmm. but how do you not like Kyron Williams, man? Kyron Williams and Wiedermeyer after getting Thibodeau and sauce Gardner, it's a good draft. Good draft. It's, it's That's a rock solid draft. I would say I'm the same with it you. Is. I don't love running back in the second round. I'd be very upset. Wiedermeyer. I like the position with tight end, but it's not where I'd like to go. And maybe it's just cause I haven't watched much tape on him for this season, I watched his tape previously, and I wasn't overly thrilled with it. Oh, um, I like him. You know what, though? I got to see where Trey McBride went, because Trey McBride, in my opinion, is the top tight end in this class. Let that's kind of where Tyler I'm Linderbaum. feeling as well. They have Linderbaum all the way at, what, 22? 20s, 22. Yeah, Linderbaum's going to make you. People are going to be blown away. Everybody... Look, everybody thought Creed Humphrey was a first-round pick last year. He made it to the bottom of the second. I wouldn't be surprised to see Linderbaum make it to the second round. People are uh, people are freaking out. You know, I, I wouldn't. I'm not the, saying it's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised. The second round and Detroit's the center. And they say, "Hey, give us a fourth-round pick to get up there." Were you doing it? Or are you trying for to what? See- say that again. Let let let's say the Lions are sitting there at the top of the second round, or or whoever's at the top of the second round, Jacksonville, yeah. whoever. Uh-huh. Are you trading your second round pick plus another pick to move up the four, two, three, four slots, whatever it is, to get Linderbaum? Or is that no. additional player in the third or fourth round? No, I'm player? not doing it. I would take Jared Patterson or Lindstrom. I would just sit where I am and take the guy, you know, the other guy. Fair enough. So they have McBride yeah. going 29th to the. They had right. So that's why Wiedermeyer made it to us at yeah, 36. Okay. Makes okay. sense. That makes sense. All right. You guys want to see our fifth round? <laughs> Let's just go to this. All right. So so here's how the, the tail end of the Tankathon draft went. So we remember we took Stingley. We took Karloftis. Again, 
don't love the Stingley pick. I don't think either myself or Green Bean was on that. We both like Karloftis, but I think both of us would be on board with trading down that fourth round pick or that fourth overall pick, or maybe you take Hamilton at four and you take the edge at six. And then then I'm, all, all is right in the world for me. Um, then we wind up going down the board. So Detroit winds up taking their quarterback at 28, Malik Willis. That's the pick they got from the Rams in the Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford trade. Uh, mm. And then in the second round, they have us taking Jaquan Brisker, the safety out of Penn State, and David Bell, the wide receiver out of Purdue. Hmm. David Bell, I'm huh? I'm just curious hmm. who else is down here that we passed on to do that. Lots of good I don't, guys. See, I, I don't I know don't like enough. It. Oh, but look who's down here. <laughs> Trey McBride, 65. Where, First who pick do, who do you go round. to? Oh, that's us? No, Jacksonville. First oh, they have us Damon Arford, uh, yeah. D- Damon Clark. I would so I, I would swap out the tight end in one of these second round picks. If you want to call it the 38th pick, so that way you get value, whatever. Um David Bell's that, six foot two, two ten. So that would be the Mims replacement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Th- this this team feels like we want to run through the tight end and also have guys that are running crisp routes. And I don't know anything about David Bell, but yeah, I know a little bit. Like for me, I want that like six foot five guy that's just a huge red zone target, like massive catch radius. That's the type of receipt, like a like a Brandon Marshall, a, a um Keyshawn Johnson, something along those lines. But even Braylon Edwards, just a big guy with a massive wingspan. Like that's yeah, I what I want. Bray. I want fingers that are like like I, I don't have huge hands, but I want fingers that are like up to here. <laughs> Like guys yeah. are just big old mitts that can go up and grab the ball. Um, so I don't know. I, I think safety's a need, wide receivers a need. I just, I don't know. I would I would be disappointed with these picks outside of Karloftis, I think. And I just don't know enough about the safety or wide receiver to, to make a, a real sound judgment call on. Um I'll jump real quick. I don't know if you have your your mock draft up for your next one yet, but I'll I'll jump over to Walter Football right now. Um, Wait a minute. You you want me to go to the third to the third and fourth round? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. Fourth. Go to another uh, another mock draft. I'm I'm jumping oh, over gotcha. to Walter Football, so we'll go through another one here. And it's fun because you can kind of like they change these like each week, so we can yeah, kind of totally like uh-huh. talk a little bit. So they have Thibodeau going one to Jacksonville. Um. That feels like that's not going to happen just because of how Hutchinson has ended this uh, Thibodeau is going to light up the combine, dude. People are going to fall in love with him. He's so athletic. You'll see. He's he's a freak specimen. Freak. He's going to light it up, dude. He's he's going to nail all the drills, and people are going to go, you can't pass on him. You can't do it. So they have Hutchinson going to, to Detroit. So I guess that's where I could see them kind of falling. I see for me, I would hope Jacksonville goes Neil one. I would hope Detroit goes with one of the edge rushers, which I think they will. I would hope the quarterback goes three and then we get the fourth edge rusher, like the number two guy, whether it be Hutch or or Thibodeau. Um, But Hutch goes two. Kenny Pickett goes three. And then they have the jets taking George Karloftis, uh, the edge from Purdue at number four. So I think we like that. Uh, then they have hey, who was the Loftus? You said they took Carl Loftus at four, 
And then the Giants are picking five, six in this draft. So this was updated the 23rd. So they, they have not updated since uh, the Seahawks lost uh, and the, the Bears won. So that, that's why that's flip-flopped. And then they have Evan Neal going to the Giants at six. This makes sense to me for the Giants. I think the Giants build their trenches and they go offensive line, defensive line in some capacity with both their first round picks. And I think they run it back with, um, with awesome. Daniel Jones or they're trading both these picks for Russell Wilson. Uh, they have yeah. Charles Cross OT going, and then they have the jets taken Stingley at number eight. Um, yeah. Boo. I, I could swallow it. Oh God, that's going to be a bad clip. <laughs> I could, I could swallow this draft <laughs> pick, uh, a little bit more mm-hmm. at number eight, I think. Um, man, I don't know. I, I really, I don't, love going cornerback that high for this particular defense. Hamilton goes all the way to 12, man. Maybe we don't take safety in the top 10, dude. That's like, I don't know. That's hard. That's hard. Let's see what winds up going this round. Corral goes to Pittsburgh at 17. Um, Linderbaum 21 to the dolphins. Trey Burks. A lot of people like Trey Burks. I got, I got to, I got to look at him a little bit more. Um, they have him going to the lions, Weidermeyer going to the Titans at 26. Um, Trevor Penning is the, the tackle that we were talking about earlier today. Um, him going to the Packers, Chris Olave at the end of the round going to the Packers. And then let's see what we get at the beginning of this round. Uh, Jets taking Devin Lloyd. Okay. I like this. That's a, that's a good pick, especially that late. I didn't yeah, think he'd yeah. be that late, but I'd be, I'd be pumped for that. Um, and then where's our other pick? Logan Hall, defensive end out of Houston. I don't know anything about him, hmm. um, but I don't hate double dipping at edge. Yeah, um, why not? I I, I don't yeah. love it. I, I'll admit I don't it. love it. I'm into um, it. I would say based on those picks, I don't I like Karloftis. I don't like Stingley. I like Devin Lloyd. I don't love the position for Logan Hall. Um that doesn't mean I don't necessarily like the player. I'd have to actually do <clears> some <throat> some research on him. Um, I'm just trying to see where anyone else is going here. God, it's such a crapshoot. Yeah. I don't you know. know. It's a funny thing, man, because there are so many players that would be great, right? Like so many. Sure. It's a similar thing. We were just talking in the chat, like, you know, go hangered. He said, I'm still not over not taking Creed, right? Yeah. Creed Humphrey, that is. And it's like, but you got to remember, like, you can't get everybody, right? So we took Elijah Moore with the pick that we would have used for Creed Humphrey. It was one or the other. We chose Elijah Moore. As much as I loved Creed, as much as Creed is doing, dude, you can't be upset with that. Like you can't. I mean, it's oh, like no, we have Moore was the right pick, especially with everything yeah. we wound up seeing this season. Hundred percent more was the right pick, dude. Our center's playing top ten football, right? Granted, the beginning of the season was rough for our whole offensive line, but they're learning a whole new complex system. They all looked lost, and uh, and and you know it was undeniable. But he's playing top 10 football, and we got probably the best wide receiver that we've had in, I don't know, in recent memory, really, uh, especially drafting a wide receiver. So, like, you can't be upset. Like, you can't get everybody, man. You can't. You get one pick. You know what I mean? Usually. Thankfully, Joe Douglas has given us two in each round in for a while. Rounds. But 
Yeah. Multiple rounds. Yeah. Uh, so, Dom Sear, oh. buddy. Dom, what's up, Dom? Uh, drops him with a super chat. He says Brisker or Bell would be fabulous picks. Brisker might be the hardest hitting safety in the draft. Bell has produced year in and year out. He's not only an X, he can line up anywhere. All right. So my now, ass needs to do some research on Bell. Yeah. That's what it I'll is. I'll remind you, uh, uh, Ryan. Dom C is the one writing draft player breakdowns, positional breakdowns for greenbeanjetsfan.com. Uh, the article that came out last week was about the safeties. So he break he breaks down uh, like I think it was five safeties, like a couple of the top guys, a mid round guy, and a sleeper guy. And he's doing uh, this week. He's doing, if I remember correctly, the tight ends, and that comes out on Wednesday. So guys, make it over to GreenBeanJetsFan.com and read Dom C's articles each week. They're they're fantastic. They're great reads, and you'll learn a lot by reading them. So I trust him. If he's talking about Brisker and Bell, I'm in. Yeah, dude. Dom knows his stuff. Dom was the he one does. that was on. What was it? What was was it a mock draft that we did on your channel? Yeah, the contest. You know what's funny, Ryan? Dom just sent me a text yesterday with like a screenshot of that night and yeah, said, yeah. We gotta do this. you gotta do this again. And dude, I was like, you know what? Fun. It was so fun. That was a great, that was a great time. I think we should do that. I think we I wind agree. up doing like Maybe instead of like some t-shirt giveaways or something like that, maybe we wind up doing like, or maybe it's a t-shirt giveaway and you get entered as a, as a, you know, someone who's going to be making a pick. How many people did we have in on that? Cause we picked multiple. Uh, I broke like, it uh, down. Teams, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was 10 include. Well, and so including you, Matt and myself, mm -hmm. uh, we had seven winners. I think it was. I had 10, maybe I free, I forget. We, we broke it down. So it was easy, you know, like, so we all had even number of picks or some shit. I don't know how we did it. I completely yeah, yeah. forget. I got to watch it again. Um, but yeah, that was such a good time. Such a good time. It's great to get these guys in a position where they can participate. You know what I mean? Like you do with the calls and shit every week. I love that. I love hearing from these guys. Um, great. I love it. I love it. See, this is this is how we find out about players too. Like people wind up reaching out to us. Like, what do you think about so and so? It's like, well, guess what? I don't have a whole lot of time to watch every single tape on every single player. So if you guys find someone you like and you think is good, throw it my way. I have no problem looking into this guy. It makes me more excited for stuff because then I love the dialogue that goes back and forth. Um, boys and girls, we have about ten minutes left in our stream. Uh, if you hit the like button, every twenty-five people that like this video, we are going to pick a qualifier for a T-shirt after the stream uh so we have knobcraft rusty spooner ace solo gohan angered ant jets 82 gvh sda jets kelly mctavish joe campione shane trent owen barrera barrera sorry barrera. I pronounced that name wrong uh and brendan ferris you guys are all qualified for our t-shirt giveaway uh, and you know what? I'm gonna let's do another qualifier right now. We're gonna we just eclipse the 200 like threshold, so we're gonna we're gonna do that. And look, Mike, psh, Michael, Michael Tempsto, that guy, he's good. I like him. <laughs> Liking the stream, getting a little jet to fly across. Uh, all right, Nightbot, do your thing. Pick us a qualifier. Uh, Tommy R, Tommy R, you're gonna be qualified for our T-shirt in just a few minutes time. Just a few minutes time. We'll uh, make some selections here. We're going to give out one of the support independent creator shirts with the profits going to St. Jude's. So definitely a good um, charity to back. 
Uh, Greenby, do you happen to have another mock draft pulled up? Yeah, I do, man. I got Yahoo Sports. I went into the catacombs. All right, let's see. I think <laughs> I pulled. I'm like, let me see a mock that I'd never look at. Let's look at Yahoo. Right, Dude, I, I used to go to like back in the day. I would like one of my top things I would do is I'd go to Yahoo, I'd check my email, and I'd be like, oh, yep. sports. NFL. Totally. And I'd be looking. I was like, "That's where I got all my news from." Because Yahoo, Yahoo, right? Like, dude, that's just what yeah, did. And Yahoo then, like, was became a, like a big thing, right? Yahoo was my primary email and primary kind of like news place for a decade, at least, maybe more. Dude, you I know? still use Yahoo as my main email. Like, and Do that, you really, that, dude? That's what's weird because like people date you based on that. Like, I oh, totally. I, Dude, when I'm looking at something, I see AOL or like something along that, like at AOL.com, like you're old. (laughs) I don't know. This is sort of like, and I see Gmail. I was like, you're young. I get it. But like, I have like three or four Gmail accounts. Like my Jets talk 24 seven one is, is Gmail. I prefer Gmail. I've just had the Yahoo one for so long that I don't want to change it. Um, My Yahoo one is my junk mail one now. There's nothing in it, but there's thousands of emails. I every now and then I'll go in there and it's like you have seventy nine thousand unread emails. I'm like, yep, that's it. Hey, Greenby, were, were you in my stream yesterday when we were talking uh, to Jeremy at all? So Jeremy, once he gets up to two hundred subscribers, this is uh, NFL Chaos. Oh Jeremy right, there. yeah, yeah, I heard. So, so guys in the chat, if you see <laughs> NFL Chaos <laughs> with Jeremy, please go subscribe to him because once he hits two hundred subscribers, and he's a great great member of the channel he's been hanging around with us for a long time he does the the halftime call with with green bean and, uh, and matt and i um this dude is he first he goes i'm gonna drink a quarter teaspoon yeah of, quarter teaspoon uh, who's impressed with like, that jeremy yeah thank you, know you. Know I mean? that's what i said to him i got him on the Fuck phone the i was like teaspoon. no i was like how about this we get you up to 200 subscribers you're drinking a full teaspoon i want full yeah. spoon of hot sauce going in the mouth and then you're gonna do a right. uh, going to do your, your, your mock draft. So that's what I want to see. So if you have not followed Jeremy, please go subscribe so we can watch yeah. him burn his face off with some crazy hot. That's sauce. right. Um, NFL was- chaos with Jeremy, right? Go follow him. And we're all going to make fun of him and watch him burn, watch his <laughs> bald head sweat. <laughs> I would love nothing more, Jeremy. That's what's going to happen. The last dab, totally. we're the last dab hot sauce. Yeah, um, all right. Good. So, Green, all right, here we go. This mock draft. So, the Jaguars take Aiden Hutchinson up top. The Lions grab Derek Stingley. Yahoo says, what? Lions go cornerback Akuda, like two years ago. That's, That's right. They want Derek Stingley to pair sports, with him. So, whatever they let they, they let Slay go. So, hey, maybe they want to re- refill the Slay position. Uh, so we got the Texans taking Thibodeau at. At three, the Jets come in and grab the the tackle, Evan Neal. Okay. Uh, Giants get Kyle Hamilton. The Jets, via the Seahawks, get our edge rusher, George Karloftis. Uh, see, now, look, do I want... I'm not upset want... with that. Like, I'm, like, not upset. Like, I'm not like upset. I'm not upset. I don't want it. Very, it's a kick in the dick. I'm not going to lie. Like, it I is. I so is. irritated to, like, have to take a tackle that high. But... If you are going to take a tackle, it's one of the safest positions you can take. Um, God, that just it would it would really burn me up to have to waste that valuable of a pick on a tackle. 
This is why I don't trust him, though. If the Jets are hitching their wagons to Zach Wilson and it looks like they have, like, what are you talking about? Bite me. What do you mean? You know what I mean? If, if, dude, we just used the second overall pick on him and played him all year. He's our quarterback. Yeah, 100%. Um, But they are talking about him being, they're talking about him being a bookend with Makai Becton, though. So that's not, you know, hey, that's the plan. Hey, you know what? That's like, I'm not going to get upset and it wouldn't shock me if we, if we really like hammered home the offensive line. Um, like maybe you take Neil in the first round and you take your, your center in the second or third round. Yeah. Um, it's not something I would hate by any means, but man, it would, it would, it would kind of burn me up. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to spend that much on, on offensive line after spending two firsts. Two firsts and two thirds. Don't forget, like we traded two thirds to go up and get AVT. So you, we are spending some pretty heavy assets uh, that direction. We gave the contract to to McGovern. He's got one year left. Obviously, the the MCL injury is concerning. I don't know. That, I would. I don't hate it at all. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, but look, bringing it is frustrating. But bringing in. Like if if the like for whatever the reason, if this coaching staff was like, hey, look, we don't we don't like Makai Becton as a player, like we don't like him, we don't like Denzel Mims, we don't like Michael P. Ryan, we don't like fucking Zanique, then there's no reason to force feed them those guys. They were picked for a different staff. As much as I like them, or you and 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 that's the way it's gonna be, then bring in the guys they want because guess what? You 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 need those positions, you know what I mean? So don't waste any more time. But it just sucks because they were supposed to work. They're great picks. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. That's what burns me up about 2020 is I like, I definitely felt like the draft had talent and it just like, it didn't work out for one reason or another. Like Mims, I'm floored at. I'm like beyond shocked that this guy is just not cracking the starting lineup. Just can't do anything right. He's dropping passes. He's running wrong routes. He's doing like, like can't learn the playbook. Like it just shocks me that this is where this has gotten with Mims. Becton, the 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 talent is there. It's the totally. health that's the concern. Then Ashton Davis, I didn't love that pick, but I do understand the necessity of it because of you know we knew we were going to be trading Jamal Adams. You knew Marcus May only had a year beyond that uh, anyway, so I'm not like totally shocked at that. Um, Zuniga, I like the swing at edge. I'm never picking another Florida edge rusher. <laughs> In the oh, third round ever we're again. Done with that shit. Zuniga and oh, I don't care how good he is. Frigging guy. Polite. The guy polite. polite. Oh man, dude. He had so many good pass rush moves in college and just didn't do jack in the pros. And then our fourth round is where I thought we we really came off the rails. That was the Morgan pick that none of us liked. Cameron Clark wasn't a bad pick. It just sucks that like he couldn't get on the field. P Ryan. I didn't know him at the time, but after watching him, I know he does not fit this this offense. So I think you do have to move on from him. Um, and then I, I still don't think so. Run and man and Braden Man is fine. I'm, I'm okay with. Yeah, both. Ty Johnson needs to go. Right, everybody agree. I don't yep. know what this Austin Walter bullshit is, but he can go too. He sucks. I want to make sure everybody understands that. Uh, he's only playing because Robert you're so Sala. high on Mims, but dude, you're 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 hating on Walter. What the hell? Austin Walter sucks. That's why, he's dude. The he's the man. Done... Nah, Best running back in the stable. <laughs> uh, 
Mims has an entire uh, entire backbone of like incredibly high production. It's like somebody tried to tell me that Mims is Stephen Hill today. Said, do you realize that, that Mims is? They're, they're it's so stupid. Round pick, and they're saying the only similarity is position, round, and team. That's it. They are completely different players with completely different upsides and knocks on their. Stephen Hill never eclipsed thirty catches. Never. But he had two touchdowns in his first game against Buffalo. That's right. Mims he did have that have one two game. Touchdowns in any of his games. Oh well, there's that. See, Stephen Hill, Hill, better pro than Denzel Mims. Stephen Hill. Uh, equally as disappointing but uh i so not i never liked stephen hill that's the well, thing okay. like taking stephen hill in the like second round when they were like running the ball a stupid amount of times like that that pick made no sense mims made Which one? sense. mims made ton of sense stephen hill made no sense mims made none a ton of sense. yeah no sense and that's the thing. This is what we're coming out of, man. It's like it's nice to have a GM that uh, that because he knows what he's doing. He's not going to hit on everything, but the guy knows what he's doing. You can see it all over. Taking Hackenberg in the second round, the guy had a sixth round grade, dude. Like, what are yeah. we doing here? You know, uh, an angry Jets fan says, "Call me crazy, but I'd bring back Tevin Coleman." I'm 100 percent on that bandwagon. Yeah. I would bring back Tevin Coleman. Oh, heartbeat. I, I would. I would say, if we could have a backfield of Carter. Coleman and a rookie, whoever it is, um, I'd be happy with that. Um, guys, I would like to retain Coleman. I would like to retain uh, Quincy Williams. I would like to bring back Lamarcus Joyner. Um, well, it's my missing LDT. I would like to see, and maybe Morgan Moses, possibly. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of hot and cold on him. Um, and then I was as like, long as he doesn't come back is well, look, as long as we don't overpay him and expect him, like give him the starting job, like you want to come in and you compete with the young guy or whatever. Fine. You know what I mean? But pay him 5 million and that's it kind of a thing. I, and I'm not angry. I don't mean to sound like bitey with it, but I just don't think he's good enough to be handed the starting job. Now, conversely, the guy, he plays, he's always there. He missed what one game or something like that. So and that's his MO. Best ability is availability, and Morgan Moses has it. So, you know. 100%. Green Bean, I'm going to ask you to go to last week's Talking Jets panel and give me five names, and we're going to uh, pick pick some people that are going to win a uh, – pick a person that's going to win a shirt uh, right here. Guys, if you can get us up over All 225 right. likes in this last little bit here, oh, I will – uh, pick another qualifier from the chat as well. Let's see what we can get. Yeah. Come on, dudes. If you haven't liked it, it's the easiest thing in the world to do. <sighs> Seriously, all you got to do is just drop one. It's a, like. it's a the algorithm helps it out. Apparently, Green Bean, we're not supposed to be doing this. We're not supposed to be saying, hey, hit the like button because it throws off the whole algorithm. I don't know. It's, what, I've heard. What does that mean? I guess you're what? like baiting people into liking a video. That. Oh, my God. Not That's wrong. the silliness. They're here. I would like to believe they like the content. Most anyway, people, most people don't understand how important likes and subscribes are. I didn't understand until two years ago. I watched. Yeah. There were channels I watched all the time. I never subscribed. I never hit. I didn't know. I just was watching videos. What the hell do I know? Yeah, it's important that we educate them. All right, you ready? Green Bean, you just wound up uh, qualifying, so I'm gonna pick another qualifier. There you go. I knew it. I knew I'd um, win. All right, rattle, rattle me off some qualifiers. All right, we got. Jessica Moore, 82711. All one word. 
Jessica Moore, M-O-O-R-E. And what was the numbers? 82711. 711. Uh, let's see. SG underscore 31 black. You've been qualified as well. Uh, Nightbot just selected you. All right, Green Bean, give me four more. We got the letter B, Tire, capital T-Y-R-R. Okay. We got Big T, Charlie. T, Charlie. Okay. We got T.J. Begg, B-E-G-G. Okay. And we got Mark Ferraro, F-E-R-R-A-R-O. Mark Ferraro, everybody. F-E-R-R-A-R-O? A-R-O, yeah. All right. So we got a nice big chunk of list right there of people. Um, yeah, okay. Let's do some... Uh, some odds or evens. Right. Chat, first number that pops up is going to help us eliminate the first rung of contestants. Green bean, three, two, one. All right, so we've got three, and there's a six. So we've got nine. All right, so we're crossing off the odds first. Bam, 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 bam. I guess I don't have to add bam into everything every time I scratch it off, but yes, you do. It's, it's good. I, 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 I like do. it. I do. Let's, let's be serious. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. <laughs> Is that one or two? That's, That's one. one. Yeah. Okay. So we got two. So we're, we're crossing off the evens. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Every time I do this, I try to like look at a name that I really enjoy and, and, and hope that they wind up winning last week. They wound up winning. It was like Zach Wilson is number one. <laughs> All right. Uh, three, two, one. I'm going odds. Sorry, Spooner. You're gone. You're gone. You're gone. And we're down to two. Down to two. Okay. So let's say the next number in the chat plus whatever we put up on the screen. Three, two, one. Seven. Uh, is it the five or is it the two? I think I'm going to go with the two yeah. just because like I looked over and it's two. So yeah, yeah. did you, what did you get throw up a two green two. bean? Yeah. Two. two. Right. Okay. So we got nine. So the winner of today's giveaway, Jessica Moore, eight, two, hey. Hope she's here. Yeah, Jessica, reach out to me on one of my social media platforms. I'll get your information. I'll send you out one of those cool, uh, Support independent Jets content creator shirts. Um, want to thank you so much for supporting the channel and just hanging out with us all the time, commenting, liking, all that good stuff. All right, Green Bean, we have reached the end of our show, and I want you to know I'm very upset that I'm not going to see you for an entire year. I know till 2022. Here, here it comes. It's gonna be nuts. <laughs> oh man, way, way too long. Way too long. All right, Green Bean, let everyone in the chat know what you got going on and any last words for our panel. Uh well, we have the uh the contest going on. If you guys haven't subscribed to my channel, Green Bean Jets fan and full-time coaster tour on YouTube then you're not in the contest to win a t-shirt of your choice from greenbeanjetsfan.com merch store and a Manscaped Ultra Smooth Package. 
But as is standard on Tuesdays at 10.30 p.m. over on Green Bean Jets Fan on YouTube, we will be having the After Hours Jets Fest. And we talk about all sorts of crazy shit. And that one, 10.30 to midnight, starting in a few minutes. I love it. I love it. Green Bean, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'm so yeah. thankful for you. I'm hoping Matt winds up doing better. Matt's on the uh, on the COVID list, unfortunately. Hopefully he's feeling good. He'll be back with us next year. Right on. Sorry. Dad Next jokes, year. right? Like this, I'm I'm preparing. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> I'm doing great. Like this is You're doing a great this is what job. Winds up happening. All right, boys and girls. My name's Ryan. I've been your pilot. This is Jets Talk signing off. J E T S. <laughs>